What's up, guys? It's Jai from the Nuclear Podcast. Just want to give a shout out to one of the brands I am personally an ambassador of, and that would be Pyre. You guys can check them out at mypyre.com. They have things from energy to performance and health supplements. And right now they have two lines, Mana and God Mode. I use them for a pick-me-up throughout the day. Uh, they have mental and clarity boosting properties. They're gluten-free, they're vegan. I use them personally after a workout or during a long gaming session. Definitely check them out. And right now you can get a 20% off discount. That's right, 20% off discount if you use my discount code RAIN215. That's R-E-I-G-N-215. Definitely check them out. They have health and energy supplements and gaming merch. Head over there now. Bro, go! I'm gonna fucking punch you. Shut the fuck. Uh, all right, all right. What's up, guys? It's Jihad and my gracious co-host Mikael and Matt. Back at it with another episode of the Nuclear Podcast. We got a lot to touch on today, but I'm gonna ask you guys: How was your week? What you guys been up to? Being self-destructive, being toxic. You know. Oh, that's not not helping that's out per- anything that's good for me. Just- um. Just being a nuisance short. to society. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I, I did call you at two o'clock in the morning. You did again. Yes. And it's a reoccurring occurrence. I know you're gonna be home from work at like eleven, twelve. Is so I'm like, this nigga don't go to sleep. When did he take his melatonin? That's a good question. Exactly. I, I, I didn't take any melatonin. Last time. Exactly. I knew the type of energy you were giving off. I'm like, I can fuck up. I was on. I was on demon time. Like, <laughs> or in math terms. Demon, demon hour. hour. He said it right earlier, though. He, 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 did. he did say he demon did. time. You're, do, you're doing better. We're, we're making you one of us at some point. You're going to be like one of those dark Italians, like the Sicilians and shit at some point. But, um, yeah, uh, all just aside, been a really, relatively uh, tame week. I have my first gig, hopefully by the end of this month, uh, where we have another project that um, I can't wait to talk to you guys about in the future. Um, we're going to have a meeting two weeks from now and, uh, yep. it's going to, going to go great. Um, but besides that, play more video game, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteousness came out really fucking great, great game. It's a CRPG, my favorite type of I've been seeing tra- a lot of trailers for that. Is that like an expansion or is it? Full game. Oh, where? So it's like a, like a whole another sequel. Okay, really what's good. Up? Not going to delve too much into it because it's a long game and I can do hours on it. Um, besides that, Tales of Rise came out. There's a bunch of RPGs coming out. I love it. Yeah. Um, you, I saw, were you trying to get a PS5 yesterday? What was with that? Yeah, so Sony's been doing this thing where they, like, eventually message you in regards to giving you the opportunity to purchase one. But oh, like, it's only... Yeah, exactly. But it's only one. It's like a fucking sneaker release. But it's only one per household, and you can buy as many fucking controllers and headsets and video games, but you only can buy one console. And it's on queue. You have to go through that specific link. Um, it's not a scam. It's no, it's not. not it's scam. not a scam. It's, it, it looks like a scam, right? But it's like legit. If it takes you to direct.playstation.com, it's it's legit. Um, it's straight from the PlayStation Plus Sony website and everything like Word. that. You just have to sign into your PSN account. Then it takes you there, and you're in a queue for X amount of time. They actually email you and say, "Hey, uh, after this date, 
at specific is usually Pacific time, dude. Not specific, whatever. Specific, also Pacific time. So we were like three hours apart. So I had to wait the next day and wait an extra three fucking hours. You get it? Yeah. Oh, you got So I don't know if it's guaranteed, but it did put a, a like a pending hold on my credit card and everything like that. But it it, it didn't say like not available or or it didn't take it out of my cart. So I, I I'm assuming that the purchase will go through and they'll ship it to me. Good. So um. I was a little bit, you know, on the fence about it. I was, I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy a PS5 just yet. Again, I have a PC and a PS4. Um, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for the PS5 as well. I just, I feel like by the time I get one, there's gonna be a PS5 Pro, and That's I feel what like I was it will for, yeah. be pointless. Or a slim or some or a type slim of limited or, edition. Or black. A black one, yes. Like we want, a, we want a black one. I don't see the point of white consoles. You're gonna make it dirty. It's gonna collect dust. True. It's gonna you're you're gonna yeah. have kids who eat Cheetos and put it on the shit. Like a lot of PS5s are gonna be looking musty. I actually saw a picture of a musty ass like PS5 oh. controller. Like somebody ate baby back ribs for like a week straight, and were playing and their like, PS5. And like you eat ribs, there's like residue still on your hands. Oh, like yeah, there's yeah. just not enough hand washing you can do no. to get the ribs out of your fingers nah, you need, like, under. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like you fucking yes, Bruh, Like it's it's trifle. It looked oh my god, it looked like dirty draws. Like it looked yeah. disgusting. The homies aren't playing games. <laughs> no hell no absolutely not um i was actually gonna like i love the aesthetic of a white con like pc or game system or whatever but like i thought about the longevity of it i was like yeah that's not gonna look good for very long no that's why i was surprised you're wearing fucking white pants today like it's surprising yeah they're new they're not going to be new for long. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, my week been relatively tame. Um, once again, we got new projects coming in. Uh, probably by the end of October. Once again, going to Thailand at the end of October after my brother's wedding with my sister-in-law. And um, yeah, that's about it. Nice, nice. That's what's up. How's your week, man? Oh, pretty good. Uh, been moving. Switched apartments, so still over in West Philly. But hey. doing all that stuff, like cleaning, setting shit up while balancing like work life here at the studio. Mm -hmm. So it's been a pretty hectic week, but can't complain. I'm loving the space that we're in. I'm living with two other people now, which feels really good after a long quarantine, you know, having some type of social interaction. Burn. And the cat's loving it. So. The cat's love it. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's all that really matters. So if people want to come visit you at your house and stalk you, where can they find you at? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> 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 tell us your social. <laughs> tell us your <laughs> throw up my old address, and I was like, this probably is no, yeah. <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so great. So, great. It was a, so it was a pretty smooth transition to the new space and everything, yeah. It was nice. The uh, fortunately, we got the keys like a day before. So oh nice! I got to like That's move up. my stuff over via like cars, and like we did like three trips and like three cars bad. versus having to like pack a whole ass moving. Truck yeah, you have power the first day you move in. Yes, we did. We That's had power, rare. We had AC. That's rare. Uh, because I switched from Comcast to Verizon, we didn't have Wi-Fi for the first couple of days. Mm -hmm. but well worth it. Mm -hmm. Their new gigabit connection is hell oh, fucking yes. Yeah. You got that white router, right? Oh, the big yeah. circular one. Fucking like a Not thousand that... up and down mm -hmm. for like ninety. What? Bucks. Yeah. What? Ninety bucks. That's wow. 
Dude, it's insane. Holy fuck. Versus, like, I was on fucking Comcast paying 120 yeah. bucks for, like, 50 up and down. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. I can't wait to switch over. Yeah. yeah. Ch- life-changing. As a former employee of that company that I'm not going to say, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like you're in a new creative headspace also? Like, did the, the, the moving change that at all? Honestly, yeah. Did it, like, I amp you up? Like toward, toward the end of this past like year at my apartment i was getting a little bit like stagnant with stuff and it's cool like i was telling mikhail before like having living with other creatives is really inspiring right because like i got home from the studio at, like two o'clock last night and i was like oh i'm ready to like eat you know go to sleep and then dom was sitting in the living room like working on a design and i was oh, like shit. oh shit well like you're doing some stuff like i kind of want to work on some stuff right. and then end up like hanging out with him for like an hour like doing some shit so like it's been like really motivating for me just like everyone kind of doing their own thing mm-hmm. and, like inspires slash motivates the other people to like be on their shit as well right. it's, like i feel like a lot more accountable you know yeah like, there's a lot more accountability where it's like oh i can't sleep in today because all the homies are up and like we all and they're working on gonna, something like, go to the studio at like noon and like if i sleep past 11 you know I'm fucked yeah now. so it's been really fucking nice thus far i've um, been enjoying it and then hopefully within the next week we'll be a bit more like settled and shit but nice and then two weeks uh kristen k drops her ep right or her new single um yeah she should be putting out uh another single within the next week or so maybe yeah, like two it's weeks nice, out nice, depending nice. um but yeah we're not gonna say the title yet because we're still deciding we're... which one's gonna get dropped but yeah kirsten's single should be coming out pretty soon all right and if uh they want to make content here like we're doing where can they find you guys at uh littlebrotheraudio.com uh you can check out our portfolio the whole space and then also uh we do have a contact on there you can just shoot us an email you nice. want to come tour the space check out what we do you know see it all in person or like book a trial session word, word. you guys should make like a video tour like an intro like video tour. that'd be pretty cool that's a great idea definitely yeah fuck yeah got you bro Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. that's it yeah, my week's been pretty, uh, pretty good. It was actually not as hectic as it always usually is mm-hmm. working in the service business, and especially where I work at. Like we didn't have too many crazies this time around. Thank the fucking lord. The funds are running low because of pandemic. <laughs> Yo, low, bro. But it's like downtown is right. Right. Exactly. For like people don't want to pay incidentals. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty tame week, honestly. Um, downtown is still looking pretty damn bad, though. It's still, like, downtown k So there's still a <laughs> really big homeless issue down there. But um, there was this really cool event that happened, which was kind of, like, the highlight of the week, which was this uh, thing called Black Is Experience. And it's this event where uh, a a large amount of, like, I guess the entirety of the event is just, like, black entrepreneurs all gather for this, like, ballroom dinner type of event where everyone's, like, dressed up, like, from head to toe and, like, fucking just all black. And the shit looks amazing. Like, I I loved it because it it really did, like, put me in a good headspace and was like, damn, maybe the world isn't so full of shit if, like, we can all get together and do Mm -hmm. shit like this, especially, like, the black community and these trying times of, like, with the pandemic and all this crazy shit happening. Um... There wasn't even, like, a bad-looking person there. Like, everyone looked fucking great. Like, fitted suits. Women were wearing these really nice, like, 
just crazy ass abstract dresses and shit like that with like frills and like showing some leg every now and then it was oh man it was africans mostly uh i'm probably a a majority of them probably were but like a lot of them know how to i'm this is uh the best stereotype they can dress their (laughs) asses off oh definitely yeah i've seen yeah yeah, some african people just yeah with the suits and everything bro oh man being like have you ever you heard of like the dandelion movement Mm -hmm. yeah love it i I have a the book on that too it's a great read by the way check that out um probably plug that somewhere in there but um yeah it was just a really awesome sight to behold just like the whole hotel being full of like just black entrepreneurs and everyone just congregating for this event of like to represent like peace and everything like that and unity in the black community without there being like violence involved or some shit like that toxic energy or toxic energy you know what i'm saying stuff like that the whole the whole night went by perfectly fine no one fought one another it wasn't some drama none of that da 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 and it was funny enough because like I, we expected somebody to bring like a white person mm-hmm. just to be just to be that one person because like that's been me before like when I went to my family reunion and I was dating my ex at the time who happened to be um, Asian mm-hmm. and then like they were like, no one looked at me weird because my family doesn't care they're not racist or whatever but like it was just kind of funny and then uh, oddly enough my cousin also dated an Asian woman at the time so it was like hey hey, yeah. so was like, hey. but it was like it was one woman that was a, that had a white guy. And he just looked very plain. Like, it pissed me off because, like, I'm like, come on, bro. You're showing this very eccentric event. And, like, you just wear this really poor-fitted suit. Hair wasn't even, like, come on, bro. Like, very average-ass haircut. And I was like, come on, bro. You could have did better. You could have cleaned up some. Yeah. You could have got a boozy fade or something. Like, walked in seeing everybody well-dressed and, like, nope. You could have had a black and mild in the... You know what I'm saying? Like... Bala Henny and some shades. Like, you could have did something, bro. With Gucci slides or something. Come on, bro. You could she could have did better than that. Like, do, I don't know. Do you get an opportunity to like somewhat network or since you were on a clock, you just had to watch from afar? <clears throat> I, I was on a clock, so I was watching from afar, but some of my coworkers were kind of like a fly on the wall because um, as per usual, when events like this happen, like formal wear and shit like that, um, they uh there was a woman with a, a wardrobe malfunction <laughs> you know it's always the one lady who tries to wear this who tries to squeeze in this tight ass dress and the whole back just splits open oh yeah every fucking every fucking time every time they be so, walking bolt legged when they're not even bolt legged just to keep the dress from falling apart yeah so Bro. the whole dress the whole back just split open ass cheek it was just plain like just straight ass hanging out was she bad uh everyone was kind of bad but like by the way, there was some turkeys, like some oh, yerkies yeah. out there, like just ass sitting on the, st- and it was all natural booties. Like I'm oh. like, God damn. But anyway, that's not the point. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway. Straight to eject the fine so, women. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, one of my uh, one of my colleagues had to help her with her dress and sew the back up and shit like that. But um, yeah. Once again, one of my my uh, my coworkers were like talking to a few of them and networking and just getting a better idea of like what the event signified and what was it about because we we weren't even aware of it because we were like what the hell is this event like what's going on um but uh yeah it's just it's an event that's philadelphia based black entrepreneurs get together to signify like peace and whatnot in class amongst black folks nice so it's, it's amazing and i'm actually planning to hopefully attend the next one next year go over yeah, and you're coming with me. Of course. And Fuck Matt. Yeah. And Matt, we're bringing you Matt. When we make more. Fuck yeah. 
Fuck yeah. Sicilian when he's and we're bringing we're bringing Vic. We're gonna bring the whole game. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> we're, we're gonna pull up. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it was great. I got some uh projects in the works. Be on the lookout for those. I got a lot of shit planned for uh the month of October and late September this month. Um, cause Halloween's coming up and you know, I love spooky shit. Your content will be great for, if you do not drop anything in the month of October, that's an L for you. That's your art that, It's style. been an L for me for, for like a couple years now. Cause I like know. I always plan some shit, but I never go through it cause it's a lot of work, but. Can I talk about that one picture that you did for your, uh, senior class? I mean, in college, the Burning Witch John. Oh, the Burning, yeah. Bro, got a lot of flag for the that. Wiccan, <laughs> the Wiccan Johns will love yeah. that shit if you make a shirt of it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm planning to do some shit with that actually. I'm finishing up. I'm revisiting that actually, because mm. um, I was like, it's such a great piece, and I got a lot of shit for no reason on that. As yeah, fuck art school, don't go. <laughs> so, are you going back? Last um, thing, are you going back to like um, having your art be commissioned? Like, if someone wanted mm-hmm. to, like, like I was saving this for the pod. Like, I want you to design my sleeve. Oh, definitely. Fuck you. So, I'm like, down for it. What if someone wants to commission that? Like, not just me, you know, yeah. being close to you. Like, a random person, will you be down to do that for people or shirts or? Uh, definitely. I've uh, been planning to put my art on shirts, selling prints, shirts, merchandise, mm-hmm. all that type of shit. Uh, also, selling originals for a much higher price because they're original pieces. There's mm-hmm. nothing else like that exists after I make prints of it. But, um,. Definitely planning to do that. When it comes to tattoos, it's, it's very hard instead of working directly with your tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. So being an artist, like it's almost like being a third party. Yeah, you're um, just doing a concept. Like, hey, this yeah. is the idea of it. Can you mm-hmm. make anything close to it? Right. It's, it's tough. It's really hard because like you're asking a tattoo artist to sort of replicate that as opposed to like what their natural style is. True. So yeah, I, I ran into trouble with that in the past. A lot of a lot of illustrators and designers like myself, we usually don't even touch that stuff honestly really? yeah it's, it's just it's too much it, it really is instead of just doing a straight up a print a design what have you or like an original piece mm. it's, it's a hell of a lot easier to do that than being like hey i want this thing tattooed can you make this thing and then i bring it to a tattoo artist it's far better just to cut out the middleman which is us and just go straight to your tattoo so artist. fuck me <laughs> I, mean, I mean i'm op- i'm personally open to it again it's it's a large hassle but i a like i'm not gonna turn down a networking or business opportunity oh, or money, you know what I mean? So, so if they want to, um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, in the uh, the realm of the spooky October shit, do you ever do Inktober? <sighs> Inktober, Inktober was is very uh, notorious. You either love it or you hate it, or you're like me, where you can't fucking keep up with it because, yeah. like, you have to do something every fucking day, and yeah. it's really tough, you know what I mean? Unless like, you're. I've seen people who, like, <clears throat> It yeah. Like tiny little doodles. Exactly. And other people who go like super hard. Super hard, yeah. Um, so I wasn't sure if that's something like right. liking the spooky mm-hmm. aesthetic, you know, and having like the prompts to yeah. do stuff. Is that something you ever do for like practice or mm-hmm. like just for fun? Or Definitely. Or you ever want to do, you know, or do you just say, are you one of the people who fucking hates that? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but, but it, but also like, it makes me look inward and be like, hey, like, this is what consistency is and this is what you need to like Word. really dive into and, and get used to is like as an artist you always have to keep drawing because like a lot of us all of us can probably agree that we also face like imposter syndrome oh, where nice. we're not constantly fucking working on the thing that we say we do like if you're a lawyer 
you got to find cases and handle you know what i mean you're, you're always on do you know on trial mm-hmm. and shit like that but it's like when you're an artist and shit, you have to make your nine to five especially yes. if you're going to be doing it full-time whatever and or you're part-time at a job you have to keep yeah yeah exactly like freelance like that's your livelihood you know what i mean so it's it's tough that was the hardest part about like doing this now because um like i said i had a conversation when i was at the strip club with one of the dancers there like about being an entrepreneur uh, i must say entrepreneur girl coin that term he was the first to say it <laughs> colorized <laughs> 2021 <laughs> Seriously. September 15th, Wednesday. She was like being serious. Like, yeah, it's hard making your own nine to five because like you think you have all this free time to bullshit. Yeah. But it's like when you have that set schedule when you're working at like a Wells Fargo or it's whatever you, wherever the fuck mm-hmm. you work at, it's way easier to have a schedule when you, because a lot of people are impatient. Very true. Yes. And a lot of people procrastinate. So yeah it's been the hardest part but definitely i feel like we're definitely not just me but we are definitely hitting our stride now mm-hmm. um i love it i love the energy we've been given given off um i'm very thankful and appreciative like that we got our opportunity thank you little brother thank you matt thank you jihad for keeping me straight um i, I try mean, to further notice i told you 62 of my start sucking dick but um <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh (laughs) but yeah no thank you like to everybody um for holding me down holding me accountable and um yeah we need to have intervention like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah no i I feel like fucking steve harvey when he says the most ratchet shit too like on family feud (laughs) he's like a fucking host on family feud (laughs) what you say what you say what you say Hey guys, this is going to be one of our harsher topics, so a little bit of trigger warning. We're going to be talking about trauma, sexual abuse, sexual assault, etc. On that line, family dynamics, you know, trauma in the black community, and just in communities in general. Um, So if you don't want to watch it, it's fine. We leave our bios, we leave everything in our bios where you want to contact us. If you have any questions, reach out to us. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it, but if you don't want to watch it, it's no issue so thank you guys we appreciate you and let's start the show all right guys so we're gonna get right into the topic um this is gonna be a bit controversial to some extent we're not gonna be pulling any punches um we're being a little bit more we're gonna talk about both sides of the spectrum here but we're mostly gonna be discussing artificial attraction versus organic attraction amongst men and women so this is we're gonna really get into this. We're gonna dive really, really deep. Um, this is gonna be a bit, uh, I guess, problematic. I guess, but uh, we're just being honest. We live in a very soft culture, and um, some people may get offended, but hey, like, whatever, it happens. Um, so like, you have any like input on that? Like, about talking about it? Yeah. No. Um. Oh, you want me? In? Yeah. Just like amongst like, in terms of the intro, like. Before, oh, yeah. we, before you dive into it oh uh, yeah no i have no issue with it like like he said like either you want to listen to her or not put the trigger warning in there if you're at this part it's whatever deal with it or don't and we here we encourage an open dialogue so again this is up to interpretation and we're open to hearing you guys out if you guys want to have a discussion we attack the idea not the person precisely bingo <clears throat> um, so one of the first points I wanted to really bring up when we talk about artificial attraction and organic attraction and dating in general. And I know like 
we don't want to be another podcast talking about dating and and you know how to get women yada 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 no we, man is fear for us <laughs> no man is we want to be a little bit more we want to do something different it, even though it's very hard to do but mm-hmm. we do want to go against the grain um but one of the main points i really wanted to touch on was like dating then like i want to say before the age of social media mm-hmm. and like compared to now where like social media is like the thing yeah especially like instagram instagram is a dating site technically um like, for instance, like, back in the day, like, getting a girl's number was, like, it, it actually meant something. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it was very significant if you could pull a girl at the club or, like, out and about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so getting a girl's number actually meant something significant. Like, she, you were probably going to call her that night. She was going to answer. You guys hit it off, and you guys plan a date, and things go forward from there. Yeah. And it felt more, using the word again, organic, whereas, like, hey we actually seen each other in person so there's no filters no, there's mm-hmm. no photoshop there's no you know anything that can enhance or change a photo like you're not taking a picture with like a teddy bear or something it's like just you in your everyday life looking normal and i'm like oh yeah you're interesting right and it's it doesn't feel it doesn't feel forced because mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel as like cringy so to speak because yeah, the awkward conversation that you have on Instagram, like even saying hey in person is different than saying hey online. Hey is like the conversation starter, stopper. Mm-hmm. And most things, if you say hi or what's up, hey, how are you doing? In person, it works. Online, ugh. People feel almost, yeah, that's that's a good point. People feel almost offended. Like, especially women feel offended. Like when you, you said that on Tinder. When you, <laughs> yes. When you have to come up with the most extravagant fucking pickup line uh, known to man like you have to really be mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to be like the fucking david blaine of like fucking <laughs> pickup line out the head it's like hey i find you interesting what type of crystal do you use like, oh god you you do have to like look at their pictures and like use right. context clues of what they're interested in and then have a conversation about so cater to like cater to them thing. not cater to us i agree true they're not gonna be like oh what video game are you playing or whatnot but like What's kind of the point of going out of your way to do all that if they don't even they don't, they're not even going to read it most of the time? Depends. To be uh, honest, because they get like hundreds of. Well, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that a little bit more later on mm-hmm. in, in the, when we dive deeper into the topic. But like, they do have like hundreds of thousands of matches compared to us. Yeah. Um. For instance, um, <clears throat> since we're already getting into it, like my ex had and I when we were having our first date at the park. Uh, like we were talking about like yo how many matches you had on OkCupid okay cause that's where I met her and I'm like oh yeah I had like oh, 102 and she was like oh yeah that's that's good I'm like how many do you have she's like 3,466 I'm like and that already creates a dynamic where I'm like damn and I've been on his website since like since I was 18 <laughs> yes, so 2013 like, and she's been only been on it for like about less than a year and I'm like, oh shit, my, it always makes the dynamic where you're happy, yeah. where you feel lucky to be with them. So you deal with more of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you just like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm one in 3,466, not one in 102. Like the sample size is like, even if she has any faults, even if she has any problems, it's just like, but I'm lucky. I was gonna ask, like, do you feel lucky like you were granted the opportunity to actually go out on a date with this chick as opposed to like all the three thousand whatever the fuck number you just gave me yeah i mean 
at first before life kicked in but like at first it's just like i'm so lucky i get this hot girl and she picked me out of everyone and look at me i feel not confident in myself she must have saw something that was interesting and then it was like wait do i actually like her or do i like the thought that i was picked like is it actual attraction or is it enhanced by the social media aspect of mm. so the you're one in a million you know aspect rather than like do i actually like you as a person right i see like you dealt with it too like when you match with a girl and even if you get to the date part you're like wow she actually came to kick it with me yeah like even if the date is bad you're still like i still got to see her in person oh yeah absolutely i agree um i think i spoke about this before my in the previous episode my tinder date my very first ever tinder date was absolutely fucking awful and it made me want to delete the app immediately. And it was like, oh, damn, everything they say about Tinder is fucking true. Like, this yeah. app is dog shit. Very hot girl. Um, she was definitely the artificial, like, attractiveness of, like, of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Lots of tattoos. Uh, the aesthetic. Yeah. Nice body. Really cute. Um, into the same shit that I like. And when we got to the date, <clears throat> very shallow. Uh, love talking about herself more than actually hearing the other person talk or actually listen to the conversation Ooh. on her phone the entire fucking time, uh, and it just made me feel like I was I was delusioned. I was just like, it's over. At yeah, point. yeah. I was just like, well, this is a waste of my fucking time. Um, I want to go home now. So like, bro, if you're on a first date and they're just like sitting on their phone, yeah. All, like, uh, I was getting her the benefit of the doubt, but I was like, yeah, never again. I'm I'm just being that guy now. I'm just like, yo, like. I see you have more important shit to do. Yo, so, like, I see. Kind of short. I get when, like, we first initially hang out. If you're setting up your safety net, like, hey, yo, I'm with Bull now. Cause that's right. what girls do. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Like, I, I want you to do that. Like, when I first went on a date with um John, my mm-hmm. ex, like, I was like, seeing her set up her safety, like, and yo, I'm here with this person. You know, girls have to do that because there's a lot Absolutely. of shit. Right. After we do that part, if you're it disconnects like Absolutely. automatically it's and a huge I'm, turn off it's a huge turn off it's like i have to prepare myself for conversation topics i have to have a sense of humor i have to be funny like i have, you have to, to be funny i have to ask questions that are like intriguing i'm not trying to be boring but the fact that you just go straight to that is like damn well fuck this whole it's like me doing comedy and no one's listening mm. it, it feels like i'm being ostracized and we're trying to build a relationship. That's why we're here, right? Are you just here for a free meal? Or are you actually here to get to know me? Yeah, that's a that's a huge part of like the dating scene that yeah. exists now. You, you're going to be called for foodie calls as a guy, which that's is very fucked up. Like, like we're we're very disposable. It's really fucked up out here, man. That's um, the other thing with like the fucking over a thousand plus matches, and it's like part, the one side of the coin is like, wow, I'm so fortunate that this person chose me. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of it's like. Well, shit, you have a thousand other options waiting at your disposal if mm-hmm. I don't do everything great. You exactly. feel very easily replaceable. Like, yeah. I I never, I don't know <coughs> when I ask each, each of you guys this, in every relationship you have, whether a one night stand, you know, romantic, whatever, do you ever feel like that person was replaceable when you had them? Like, initial thought is like, I don't want this. I can't see the potential of going further with this. Yeah, I felt that before. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've gone on, like, a couple not great dates or, like, maybe, like, gone on, like, a second date or something and just been like, yeah, like, 
you're a great human, but like but there's yeah. no way in hell like I would ever like be with you like that. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, and usually I'll just like stop talking to them at that point. <laughs> so you got you got that energy. You master energy, which is rare. Like I mean, I've been on some toxic shit lately, but like compared <laughs> to that, I, I always used to be like a. Uh, it's all or nothing. Like if I'm dating you, oh, yeah. I could see myself with you long term. Uh-huh. And if I can't, I don't want to be with you because it's a waste of my time. So you don't date, just date for the sake of dating, like going on dates. No, not normally. No. Yeah. So there has to be an end game. Whether it's like one time hookup, we kick it, we can be casual, or like potentially like my wife at some point. Yeah, but I ain't like dating just to date. I don't got time mm. money for that. Word, I feel that. Yeah. What about you, Jahan? I'm a hundred percent with Matt on this. Like, I don't do, I don't just date to just to date. At this point in my life, like, I'm very busy. So, I mean, like, that's all I really have room in my life for is just like some something casual every now and then. And uh, if I feel like, if I feel like we can like connect on a more deeper level to an extent, like, we might go out on a couple dates besides like hooking up and whatever every now and then. But like, the, even my last um, situationship I had. I told her straight up, and I'll always be honest with them. I am just yes. looking for this. This is all it will be. I'm never going to even, like, mention, you know, anything further from that. I'm just going to be like, this is it. This is the contract. Sign here. There's no fine print, none of that. And in a lot of situations, it, you know, the girl usually ends up liking me a little bit more than I like her. Yeah. And that's when she kind of gets hurt. Did yeah. it get to the point where it was coming to like a point where you were expecting a I love you at some point? Oh Jesus fucking Christ. I, I would hope not. But I, I at some point if like it progressed even further if we kept doing what we were doing, like hooking up and casually going out every now and then, yeah. it could probably definitely progress into like her dropping those words on me like the or the L bomb or some shit like that. Brings a whole mm-hmm. other factor into the relationship of even if something casual because you can love me and we don't have to date. Like, you can do that. I agree. Like, you can love people. Yeah. Go ahead. My bad. No, no. Yeah, you can definitely love people. Um, That's all I was really saying. Yeah, you can definitely love them, but it's just, like, that brings another perspective. Like, like you said, if you guys are just like, yeah, let's just keep it peace and, like, casual. Yeah. It makes you second guess, like, maybe I should date her because I don't want to make her feel bad if I deny her. Because, like, to be fair, to be fair, they, once again, we are replaceable. So it's just like the, the fact that you're the chosen Pokemon, you're the Charizard at the beginning of the Kanto region. Like you're God the one, you're the one that get picked. You're just like, damn, I don't want to fuck her self-esteem. And knowing that women, definitely around our age and our age group, have a lot of trauma that they haven't worked through yet. You're like, yo, me even saying this to her, what does she feel? Is she's gonna be? you know depressed off this she's gonna be sad off this we don't even put our feelings first we put theirs because we know always the trauma they fucking go through like on average we brought it up like women are sexualized girls are sexualized from such a young age Mm -hmm. like men too but mostly girls like everybody thinks women are hot girls are hot yeah like and they and they can use it as as their advantage too and they're full aware of that you can ask the most feminine gay guy all time he will say some women are hot I don't want to fuck you, but you're hot. Right. So True. at a young age, you have beauty pageants, you have dance schools, you have all like that show dance moms. You have all these fucking shows that sexualize and objectify women from a young age. Everyone in our scene, are we going to talk? Don't you think those like kind of fuck young girls up though? Of course. Like, from a young age. And then they like 
they use that sort of to navigate themselves through life, like their beauty and everything like yeah. that. But once once that's gone, as when when they get older, as they age, like what do they have left? And that's when they get into our community, so to speak, our former communities. Mm. Like when they get into the hardcore scene, the scene, the art, see people. Like we don't get here in any scene where it's sub like what is it called subculture, counterculture, counterculture, yeah. So like yes, you don't get into any of these bags without having some bullshit happen to you in your childhood. Like the True. people who wear like the shell tops and the jean shorts and the tank top, oh, they have their life set and they're fine. But it's just like we get in because, yo, parents treated us like shit, drug issues, family issues, sexual assault. So you're already coming in as a woman into the scene where like your first boyfriend or your first experience was a man was most likely someone who was older. That guy from Spencer, that guy from Hot Topic. Dead ass. It's, it's true. Not if you were a mall rat, like that's at the Chamonix uh, mall, that was our vibe. Hey, the high guy in the chamonix, some girl is hooking up with him. Oh, he gets her pregnant. Oh, he gets her into hard drugs. And by the time they reach the age that we're at, where we don't have that many relationships, like most of my exes or most of the people I even talk to have multiple partners. And like by the time I'm 25, I only have one relationship. Yeah. Like I only have one in high school and one in and one in post college. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn you had a boyfriend every year of your life bro oh yeah i'm not and i feel like i'm more experienced because every partner you get you just get more Mm -hmm. trauma you're sometimes abused sexually or physically mentally you're gaslighted you're all this type of shit and then once you get to me like you're a shell of of yourself yeah you You gave all those things to the other guys yeah you gave everything Mm -hmm. to the other guys and it's like you almost want me to be that person like you almost want me to be like your next abuser yeah definitely so that that is organically like what they respond to as opposed to what they'll tell you they like they want a nice guy they want a guy who's cute funny yada 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 (laughs) bullshit i think they do want it they they romanticize it like it's like again going to like the disney fairy tale the idea of like what a relationship should be the, Mm -hmm. the prince charming the knight in shining armor every woman wants a white knight to some extent but do they respect them in the long run no. No. no the bad boys has more fun like mm-hmm. you definitely in our community where you see like Bro. girls want to date the guys like who do a bunch of drugs or sell drugs yeah. or like that gun toting lifestyle where they're just like being crazy they want they like having fear that the man not make it home that night yeah this is not all women generalization no. but like there's a subgroup of women who are just like into like the horrible shit because they don't know no better like i said all that childhood trauma Mm -hmm. they don't know better like dudes too we get here because we deal with the same shit and we don't even talk about it we don't make a safety net so we can talk about it and by the time we're at the age we already been abused we already had shit happen to us some of us been sexually assaulted some of us had horrible relationships where our partner cheated on us so we already have trust issues so it's just going back and forth of like we're not even listening to each other we're just like you're just barking at each other barking yeah Yeah, exactly dude on the first date and i'm pretty sure you guys both experienced it so they get into some to some real dark shit (sighs) and you're like oh shit i can't just leave you alone saying that it's almost like you're fishing to see what how i will respond to it and i'm not trying to hit you with the damn that's crazy i hit him with the damn that's crazy but like every time that's my favorite line i feel like i have to like say something so you don't feel alone and ostracized like i don't want to make you feel alone so you, you want to try to somewhat relate to that and empathize yeah. with them. 
and then but they use that yeah. against you in the future oh absolutely absolutely where i won't do it to them yeah not mm. because i'm a good guy it's just because i don't want to be the, your next trauma nah. <laughs> partner no you don't want to be their next like supply of attention you know with their narcissist a lot of them are very narcissistic yeah oh my god um and like i think that's something that's has not changed throughout history is like what what women organically respond to like the toxic dude the bad boy the bad boy was always like the pinnacle of like the boyfriend experience look up grease (laughs) (laughs) but like like god damn it has become such an aesthetic though in like today's society like Mm -hmm. how many women do you know that you've seen on tinder or online Mm -hmm. or people that are like just harley looking for her joker and like that right there like the yeah I hate this. The glorification so of like the Harley Joker relationship, which is like toxic as fuck. Toxic and like people put the okay, cool. We got Margot Robbie to play fucking Harley Quinn, and she's a babe. Fucking hot, right? Yeah, but that's the thing right. is like everyone like puts this relationship on a pedestal, and they're like, oh my god, searching. It's like such a Tumblr aesthetic, but it's <sighs> with the face tattoo Joker and all that. Yeah, oh, it's so toxic. The worst like, Joker. If you actually read these comics and you know the dynamic that harley and the joker have it is horridly abusive yep. yeah but like that's like something that people idolize mm. in our generation she's, in relationships she's a therapist yeah. that turns into his victim yeah literally psychology literally like you, you're supposed to be helping her him and then at some point you become so in love with him like how girl get involved in an abusive relationship when they fall in love with their abuser Stockholm syndrome and just be like you know it's fine he's he still treats me good he treats me better than the other people he oh, victimized right. yeah and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like first off phenomenally like phenomenally well written on yeah. the right. season like that absolutely great concept and great like plot point for that story. but it didn't expect women <laughs> and the redemption of like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and like all that shit further yeah. on that's pretty cool yeah but then it's like people yeah. are taking that and applying it to real life I have one of my friends who's a little bit older than me she's 36 and she was just talking about all her shit that she goes for with men and like how much she hates men and all that bullshit while I'm talking to her by the way and I'm like and she's like yeah I'm the real Harley Quinn and I'm just like you're 36 years old god why like why are you that's cringy as fuck and she posts like things on like Instagram about like memes about Harley Quinn about how strong she is it's like no she's a victim bro yes (laughs) you're a victim victim. like too like stop we don't have to do this no. this is not entertainment it's only supposed to be for entertainment yes do not apply toxic energy to your life and then be surprised when like dudes only use you for dick appointments and abuse points and then leave you like niggas will fuck you and use you for character development and get xp off you and dip <laughs> do you think like all right let's talk a little bit about like i want to touch on like the friend zone too the friend zone is very fucking real i don't care who like what you think or feel about it, it, it exists on both ends of the spectrum. Of like, course. I think a lot of women will put tons of more guys on in the friend zone. Like, like they always have like some uh, some a sort lineup. of yeah, some type of lineup. Some dude in the chamber, like or sitting on the bench after their current relationship fails, mm-hmm. or they they might even be talking to the guy. You ever notice like when a chick breaks up with you, or like how many times have you ever heard of a story of like oh she left me for another guy, or you guys broke up. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, a couple of days later, whatever amount of time, she's already with another dude. Are you guys on your break? And then she already, break. She yeah. didn't smash like 10, 15 niggas. But it's like, where did these guys come from? They, they didn't. They, what, 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 she just met him at a coffee shop the next day? Like, uh, no. 
They were waiting. They were in the back. They were all injured reserved. They, it, <laughs> he like, said, let me drive the boat. Let me drive the boat. What the fuck? <laughs> let, me, let me ride the waves. Like, come, bro, like, it, it, the friend zone is very fucking real. And I hate when women try to deny that shit. Like, it doesn't fucking exist. Do you feel like um, it's it's our issue too where we force the idea like hey if a woman communicates with us it automatically has to turn into a relationship no absolutely not but not I say for you, you I'm like, just, I meant like in a sense like you, we don't get that much communication mm, on a regular from women from, right. and we can't distinguish does she want friendship or does she want my penis inside of her right I think like a lot of men on average like we 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 don't have the same opportunities as women, especially at a young age, like when it comes to like their beauty mm-hmm. and using their attractiveness to their advantage. Yeah. So when we actually get attention from a woman in whichever shape or form, we always immediately take that as like, oh, she's interested in me yep. intimately or something like that. Like some dudes can go crazy off mm-hmm. of girls. They're saying hi to you. Hey, I like your shirt. And they're jizzing in their you pants. You want to fuck me. <laughs> you want my you want in your ass. my dong. Yeah. Like you want it all in you. All two inches. Yeah. Like <laughs> Right. But it's like Jesus fucking Christ. But there's also like the the friend zone for women or like I like to call it the fuck zone. Because like zone. you get the chads and shit fuck, like fuck, that. You fuck, got the dudes who zone. will fuck you but they can't they won't commit to you. And it's like I think a lot of women these days are like I I'm gonna touch a little bit more into this like later on, but like They'll they'll get fucked by the the Chad or the Brad or the the high like you know. <laughs> no, but I mean like it, it it instead of saying all this shit like a very attractive guy they'll get fucked by this dude but they'll get chucked by him at the same time oh, yeah. they can't get him to commit right so that's technically like the fuck zone or friend zone to an yeah. extent that's for women like they'll they'll always be the bad boy who will who will blow your back out but he will not get into a committed relationship with you but. Not to attack you a little bit, but don't you, just plain devil's advocate, do you feel like you did that with the last person you talked to? Absolutely not. No. I established everything from the very beginning. But I didn't you, give them any, like, delusions of grandeur. Do like, you feel oh, like we'll you get into have read into it at some point? No. Uh, I, I Again, I made it blatantly obvious. What are you looking for? Hey, this is what I'm looking for. We're both very busy adults. It, 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 a relationship wouldn't even work, honestly. Rationally, it just wouldn't. Because the relationship would just suffer in the end. It would just die off organically anyway. I, I don't ever give them, like, again, like any hints or delusions of grandeur, like, this is going to be anything more than what we're doing right now. But I'm you, very strict on that. Even if you're being strict, there's at some point, and I feel like we all be in that boat, where, like, you, you feel like you can, like, how we feel like we can change a girl from all her trauma and, like, help her. I feel like at some point she's like, yeah, but I can give him enough pussy. He want to stay around for a while. Or I might suck his That's dick a big thing, too. That's I a big thing. Yeah. in his ass. Like, I might All right, I don't him. know about that, Chief. I, don't. I might lift his Labrador doors up to the side. God damn it. But going back to another point you mentioned about um, when you, by the time you get into a relationship or our age or later mm-hmm. on in life, your partner is more than likely to have more experiences than you had as, as a young adult. Like, your girlfriend's going to have had, like, at least, like, five-plus partners before yeah. you. Like, I think back in the day, when you, before, like, the social media age, before all that shit was popping, like, you were more than likely the first person, the only person they were really talking to. Yeah. Because, like, the only people, like, you really communicated with were people, like, in your city or in, in your town, town mm-hmm. or unless you're, like, folks had money and shit, you, you could travel, but, like, that was very rare, but, like, 
now we have there's like immediate access to everybody oh yeah it's totally different so like back then like i think relationships were it was more about like the trials and tribulations like to really make shit work out you can really grow with a person yeah you can can have more memories i can't be like yeah we met at okay cupid like what are we supposed to do on our anniversary go to the headquarters Mm -hmm. of okay cupid and just be like hey you know It's like right. It's like how the fuck do you tell that to somebody? Oh, mom, dad, how did you guys be? Oh, we better oscillate in her DMs on Instagram. It's like no, like back in the day, there was actually like the novelty, like the thought of someone, like missing someone. Now you go on fucking Instagram or Facebook or whatever or Snapchat, whatever the fuck anybody uses anymore. I'm getting old, whatever. But like now you can see anything and everything they're doing 24 7 so yeah. you almost get sick of that person honestly yeah. or, you, or like if they don't text you back immediately or if like they haven't called you all day or they miscommunicate some shit or like something can be easily misconstrued on social media like oh why are you following this person why are you talking to this person what do they mean by this it can create a slew so of problems in your relationship very quickly yeah definitely, definitely. yeah and especially with like the idea of like the uh all the bench players Oh yeah. You know, they, they, oh, they send messages on bro. The yeah. On the radio. Is everything okay? Are you all right, Bill? Yeah. As soon as you they see a sad so status, you, you, oh yeah. Or any like even if like someone posts like a selfie or some shit, you know you're getting at least like bro. five to ten responses. Yeah. On that. You look oh great. It'll be the passive aggressive flirting shit. Like you look great today. Oh yeah. Oh, you look so nice. Not the damn bitch. <laughs> or maybe it's like some hard eyes. Shit. Hard eyes, heart reacts. Yeah. Blowing up bitches' pictures. Yeah. Oh my god! Fire emoji. <laughs> so like with, with like the the bench players and shit like that, with everybody waiting their turn, mm-hmm. like there is very much some truth to the saying: it, it's not your girl, it's just your okay. turn. Yep. You know what I mean? I hate the I hate the fucking guys who are just like, oh my girl would never do that. My my girl is just, she's an angel sent from heaven, bro. You only know what she tells you. That I'm sorry. Both like, ways. That, that goes, goes both ways. ways. Yeah. Her own person yeah. Whatever the fuck she wants. Exactly. You don't own anyone. No. Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation happened, and um, <laughs> to my understanding, in our country, people are free. So you don't own anyone. Nope. You, that person is not your life. Once again, and I said it before, a relationship, no matter what it is, family, friends, whoever, is an expansion pass. Your own main game should be good. The main game should be good. But also, you should have an expansion pass as well. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, amazing game. Shriveling Owls, enhances the game 10 times more. But I can live without that expansion. You keep adding, making everything feel like, yo, this has to be me. This has to be everything. You're going to feel empty at the end because you're, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be satisfied with that person. You're never going to be satisfied with your own life. You're going to hate yourself when that person is away because they make your life so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You don't have your own life. People make their partners, and I want to ask this question to both y'all. In your past situations, do you guys let your partner take over your life in terms of your social life, your work life, everything overlapping in? Absolutely not. Um, back in the day, yes. When I was young and I didn't know any better because... When do you stop? After my first... Well, when my first real relationship, I guess, back in high school, when I realized, like... You did early, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I definitely got into more relationships before you. Like, just... Yeah. Like, in high school, I had multiple... Uh, very multiple shitty relationships. Well, my dick. Uh, 
She, did, she just wanted to beat my dick when I was 18. See, see, this is the shit right here. I was getting pussy. I was getting, you young whipper fuckers. You young whippers. <laughs> No. Say, <laughs> so I be telling my young niggas. <laughs> I be telling my young niggas. <laughs> Don't beat your dick till you're 18. This is why. <laughs> niggas out here living coochie No. <laughs> no, but fucking, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, uh, my relationship in high school, um, first relationship was really shitty and I was dating a narcissist. It was very crazy. Like, War, the worst like first high school experience relationship the worst experience to ever have instead of having like an organic like this girl liked me for where i was da 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 and i learned from the experience no it was like wow i didn't really get much out of that and it was really shitty and i felt horrible about myself but like then like on the flip side later the later half of high school when i got into another I, I dated a couple girls on and off where shit was just like a couple months and it was like we just it realized matter. it didn't really work out and yeah. it's just like oh you're not really what I, who I thought you were whatever who cares but like my longest lasting relationship at that time was like probably two years up two years and it was um it really did give me a lot of like introspection on like just relationships in general and what people would do and like people's like uh, attachment styles and shit. Yeah. Um, I looked deeply into that. Like, I'm, I'm a very scholarly person. I'm not the best at talking about shit, but, like, I can write my ass off and shit. Like, yeah. Um, like, one of my, again, one of my, my best majors was, like, English and writing and reading and all that shit. Like, I love it to death. But, like, learning all, like, the psychology aspect of, of how people think and how they oh, yeah. behave, especially when it comes to dating, helped me tremendously especially during uh, after like those shitty breakups but like the major relationship where i really realized that i can't make people uh, like my priority like I, yeah. I have to prioritize myself and my feelings and really look for in inward and be like where the fuck am i at emotionally mentally you know what i'm saying was at the end of high school where um my girlfriend of again two years she was going off to college and, you know, it, it, high school relationships in, especially right before college. Yeah. And you're going to go your separate ways. That's just the way of life. Some people somehow manage to stick together. Maybe they have their whole lives planned out together. They're more before then. Right. Exactly. Like, I want to go to high school and have my whole face. Yeah. Um, college, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She wasn't like that, believe it or not. Like but like still very very cold and kind of very narcissistic too yeah. um so this was like the third or fourth girl i was dating in high school but like um the way she went about everything was just very again very cold careless unsympathetic un unempathetic just like very self-centered decision that she made but at the same time like as i grew older i respected it. i respected it to an extent again like the way she went about it was very fucked up but like she just went off and did her thing and I was just kind of left here in the same place for years in like the same city yeah. you know what I'm saying she was going out to like LA or like somewhere in the west coast was going to one of the colleges I was supposed to go to was CCA and um, didn't end up going I got there accepted twice but parents didn't want to help me out so uh, I was stuck here in Philadelphia the same shitty Philly um, and it just shit was getting worse every year but like again I felt abandoned you know what I mean like but that goes to my point. Mm. You felt like that person was a big part of your life, and like exactly, it, you didn't have that space. Because, granted, having a girlfriend in high school for two years is a fucking. Mm -hmm. You get a gold star for that. Like even having, let alone yeah. having a girlfriend in high school. You know, it was an, actually before you. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, okay. 
the, the annoying thing about having girlfriends in high school, your homeboys will always be the ones trying to get with your exes. Oh. I swear to fucking God. Hated that shit so much. One of my best friendships in high school, actually. Two girls. So were you the guy, or no? He was the guy that. uh, Yeah. Every time, like two girls in a row, I started talking to her. Mm. He immediately started talking to her, and I was like, "I have a crush on her." And I'm like, "Bro, like, we're talking. This is a thing now. Right. We're dating. Our friendship actually ended because, like, we went out to a bar together." And he was like, dead ass, looked me in the eyes, and was like, "I'm be straight up with you, bro. Like, I really want to fuck your girl." And oh I just no! Stood up and fucking walked out. And yeah, like, he was like, "Bro, I don't think it was that drawn." To this day, does not think it was that drawn. That's straight up ended our friendship because I was like, "Dude, that's just disrespectful." Just... You know? I respect your restraint for not like decking home. Oh yeah, I was, I was pissed. Like was stealing like, him. Like a bar that his family worked at. Oh yeah, like, that's that's fair. I would have uppercutted him off. Right yeah, that's wild, bro. That's yeah, wild always, boy. Like, it's always the fucking homies that you don't. Expect. Yeah, like, no one knows any fucking better. No, you know. But uh, like the way I was raised, like the way I saw, there was a like, unspoken bro code. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't go after your homies' girl unless it's like, or y'all, y'all was just fucking, and y'all came to a consensus where it was just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like they're if they have shit and it's not yeah. serious and that ends and like you, right. you talked to Bull about it, he's like, exactly. I don't care about this John anymore. Like if you're into her, like go for it. She was a fucking handful or like whatever. Exactly. You know? Going back to your point. What was my... Oh, you, you were saying, like, when I made my ex my happiness and everything. Yeah, like, when you make someone your whole, like, experience of life, mm-hmm. when you lose it, it's like, wait, I gotta rebuild. Like, you really have to hit the start over button. Yeah. Like, the first time for me when, like, my first situation ended um, and found out, like, she was dating someone else the whole entire time, the whole nine yards. I'm not gonna get into it because privacy and shit but like the whole nine yards of like yo i was waiting outside your job like you made me wait you i do all this stuff for you and then you're just like hey i don't want to talk to anyone anymore and then i find out oh you're dating someone else that whole entire time and that's the reason why you didn't want to start yep but you were just using me for like side dick and attention (sighs) and like you led me on and then as i grew older like you did it's just like no that was on me that's my fault like, I saw signs. There were situations that happened where I'm like, wait, I should probably dip. But at mm-hmm. that time, once again, was the ugly nigga who thought, hey, I can change people because I'm a good listener. I can listen to people. I can be nice. I'm polite and all that type of shit. And it lets people run over you. It lets definitely, what, no matter what you identify with, no matter who you are, if you have weak energy... Yeah. People are going to look at you and be like, look at you like a mill, like the hyenas off a Lion King. They're going to look at you like Scar. Scar was all powerful from the back. Soon he lost all that power. They were just like, we're on your ass. They're going to get you. If you, and I know that sounds like victim blaming because everybody has trauma, but victim blaming is something that privileged people say who never lived in the real world. It's it's facts. Like, I I hate. You need to know where you are at all times. You need to know how you present yourself to the world. Factual. You present yourself to the world as being like, oh, wait, I have all this trauma and shit. The right guy, the right girl, the right person going to hear that shit and like be like, okay, I'm going to act like I love you. Oh, wait, now I'm hitting you. Mm. Oh, yeah, wait, now I'm sexually assaulting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, now I'm telling you, like, you're, I'm living with you now. You can't leave. You're paying my bills. You're doing all this for me. And I'm going to say I love you after I do everything. I'm going to apologize. And then the cycle continues. Yep. And a lot of those people 
like I said, it starts from the family because it's, it's honestly like the way that I would say mostly women, but all people to a certain extent, like they get, it's like genetic trauma. Like it's like your, your, your mom dealt with it. Your sister dealt with it. It's like some, your dad dealt with it. Your, your brother dealt with it. It's like, it's almost like a cycle where it's like, yeah. I mean, it's your product of your environment, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the same, which we've talked about before on on the cast, which is like, if you grow up in like a racist household, like you're probably racist, Racist. you know, if you grow up in a really abusive, like toxic household, like you probably carry a lot of those traits and it sucks. And it's like, it is a learned behavior that hopefully like people can get help for and get out of and like unlearn. But like, yeah, it sucks that like sometimes you haven't even done anything wrong it's like the people in your family like your parents or like whoever your guardians are who had fucked up upbringings or you know horrible things happen and then they pass that trauma down you know and you feel like it's normal like i I, quick story about my my situation why i just didn't want to do a relationship uh, for the longest time because i never seen a stable relationship in my life like the person i consider my dad is not my biological dad um I had a stepfather. I always had a male figure, which I'm really proud of because most people, definitely black people, don't have two, uh, a two-parent household. And I'm pr- really privileged for that. I'm thankful. But, like, I, even then, like, I seen my mom belittle men. I, both my parents had an incident where I had to see with my auntie um, because they both went to jail for a domestic incident. My dad was Same. putting hands on my mom. Like, I... And then I see my mom belittle the man who was actually treating us right, my stepfather, and treat him like shit. And he was my age when, well, he was 23 when we she, they started dating. My mom was like 35. So, like, he was, I'm now living in years he did, and I'm seeing more of, like, what he had to deal with. And I didn't appreciate it then, but it's like, dude, you're a fucking punching bag for a lot of people. And it's not just... Your partner is like your family. You do all this shit for people and like, damn, I don't want that. So anytime I looked at relationship, even when I looked at my friend's relationship, I'm like, damn, y'all suffering. Like a lot of people are just suffering in relationship, but you just keep going on because you don't know better. Like you and I, the reason why, like, honestly, when we talk about shit, it's easy because you and I basically live the same lives. It's just when it's like they they cross over over a lot. And like, it's scary. Mm. It's like going forward because we're not breaking a cycle. I feel like it's today. It's either or that it's like you'll date these girls who have been through these traumatic experiences and have had like shitty toxic exes, yes. and you're the good guy dealing with her and her past trauma and trying to like accommodate for that or accompany her throughout that trauma and be there for her, right? But then she breaks up with you or just doesn't work out because you're not the guy that, to be oh, yeah. beating her ass and shit like that. You're not that guy to do that. So that's why your relationship with her doesn't last that long. And then, lo and behold, she's with another fucking toxic guy who is just a carbon copy of her ex. Which is, again, like, the or, the organic attraction. Because, like, like, right, I've had this ex, right? Well, I wouldn't even call her ex. She was just kind of like a, a friend that I grew up with. We... We had like a little, we dated for like a couple fucking, it was a middle school relationship, right? Word. It just never worked out. But we just, we stayed in touch throughout our whole entire young adult lives. And I just watched her just, luckily she turned out okay, right? But 
all throughout the history of our friendship, if you even really want to call it that, but like, um, she dated the same nigga over and over and over again, but different pair of Jordans, different pair of Tims. That's what I always said. The same fucking dude over and over again, the generic ass hood nigga who doesn't really have anything going for himself, right? He's in all this bullshit. I mean, this she had like a, a miscarriage, right? Throughout high school, like that's dramatic. Yeah, herself. all type of fuck shit, and just like throughout the years, and just like kept dating the same fucking guy over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, bro, like, when are you actually gonna learn that maybe you could actually find happiness somewhere else? They need to. A lot of people need to hit that low point by themselves. Like you can give them the unfortunately, all the keys, but you need someone. And I just dealt with this with a friend, like. You need someone to either lose you or lose something for themselves. Mm. Like, they need to hit their lowest point by the sun. And some, even then, sometimes they don't learn. Yeah. And that's the worst thing. When you feel like, yo, you can't even get any lower than this. You're like, watch me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, One more thing, Jackie. <laughs> like, <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, and I feel like the hard part is that it's become, like, this toxic behavior and, like, toxic behavior, but also, like, really intense trauma and like trauma dumping stuff mm-hmm. has become oh, yeah. so the norm yeah normalized in our society that it's like someone has suffered from a lot of past trauma and they get into a relationship with someone else who has a lot of past trauma and then both of them just are like yeah this is normal mm-hmm. and then that just perpetuates it opposed to like if someone is able to get out of that and like get a little bit healthier mm-hmm. and then like okay now I start dating someone and they're kind of toxic and maybe you can like help uplift them but then there's always the idea that like them being super toxic or like, mm-hmm. traumatic would then like kind of like hinder your growth as well but it's like really weird that it's become so normalized in our society that you just assume everyone right out the gate is pulling back well like i said it's like it's that you know we don't know better we should but no one comes in no one checks themselves no No one we're at a stage in life where it's just like we need to be this person whatever it is we care about mental illness but we just want to have it we don't want to fix it we right. just want to identify with, hey, I have PTSD, I have trauma. Are you going to therapy? Are you, are, are you, are you even taking walks outside? Are you eating healthy? Are you drinking water? Right. Like, are you things. taking showers? Like the whole night, from incels to fem cells to like toxic women to mm-hmm. like the abusive dudes. Like, are you taking care of yourself? Are, are you, you taking? Yeah. Are, are you? Why are you getting in another relationship when you just got out of being like forcibly impregnated by someone? <sighs> Why are you fucking someone when, you know, your last relationship, someone was doing ketamine? Like, why are you doing that? You should wait. Yeah, like, people think it's better or feels better. It's more comforting to immediately have somebody no. else and to not be alone yeah. than to be alone and have to, like, deal with your... That's the same same shit I dealt with the next, like... She's been into, like, two relationships since, we, since she cheated on me and all that shit, but it's like, damn, like, you really didn't have any self, like... introspection like no yeah like yeah she jumps dick to dick relationship to relationship didn't do any self-reflection whatsoever or like self-work or anything like that i'm just like wow okay because she and yeah and she's like one of those people that just doesn't want to be alone because like the past trauma she experienced as a kid it's fucked up because you got to look at yourself when you are alone and like dude after a breakup i went 1500 miles to find myself (laughs) like and at that point she got in another situation but like did you do dmt i wish but like did you eat elk (laughs) i like i had to find myself because like 
it was more so like what did i do wrong yeah and i know i said on the first one like i was beating myself up but at the stage now like i'm not like mm-hmm. it wasn't fucking me no it, it's 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 it says more about them like especially yeah. how things end and shit like that how things go it says a lot more about them than it does you yeah you know you just didn't really know how to respond to it and I, like a lot of times we as men beat ourselves up over a lot of shit too and I've, i definitely felt that way at the end of like my major high school relationship where it made me realize like damn i really let this person be the say all be all of like my happiness you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like i was left empty like i was i had nothing and i was like damn like i lost my best friend yeah. you know like i was like this kind of is fucked up like she just dipped deleted all the pictures we had together didn't talk to me for like a year and a half maybe she she popped up out of nowhere again like this is another problem like social media she popped up again like randomly like a year or two later to wish wish me happy birthday out of the blue and left me these little yeah like nothing (laughs) happened like i just didn't suffer like traumatic like like this traumatic experience and like depression for like five plus years like i was fucked up bro because i was like damn like and like it really fucked up like my other chances to get into other relationships too yeah because i let them know like i was like yo like i'm going through some shit right now i'm trying to figure myself out like which uh, was healthy yeah which was the right thing right <laughs> yeah saying, and right? I, I even let them know well aware like yo, i'm dealing with some shit right now i'm trying to like figure out what i want to do in life and just like damn like it, it gave me trust issues i was like i i don't want to get into a relationship again do you feel like young. you try to make yourself too well adjusted like for your next situation which kind of harms you in it that's yeah because that's i feel like that's an issue that a lot of dudes go through a lot of people mm-hmm. once again but a lot of dudes go to Sorry, I'm focused on dudes for right now. But uh, a lot of dudes go through because we're preparing ourselves for the next nuclear bomb. Mm. <laughs> but seriously, we're like, we're. <laughs> but like, seriously, we're preparing ourselves for the next Hiroshima, so to speak. Because whatever trauma we're going to have to hear from the next partner, mm-hmm. once again, not a fucking impact. I'm a human. If I hear fucked up shit from someone, I'm going to stick my penis inside up. I'm going <laughs> to feel like shit. Like, I don't want to hear, like, hey, I've been raped before. Even though I understand it's important, but it's just like, it's like, oh, shit, well, that's going to hurt our intimacy. That's going to hurt. Like, it's going to take us a while to even get to that point. I want to care for you. I'm going to say, hey, ask you. And sometimes a girl told me, like, hey, stop asking me that. But, like, how am I supposed to? I want to make sure you're okay. Mm. Like, I'm trying to make an environment where you don't have to worry about being raped, being assaulted, being all this type of shit. And, like, you keep preparing yourself for the next person. Because you already know, like I said, if they're in our scene, if they're Wiccan, if they're punk, if they're if they're folk punk, thrash punk, if they're hardcore, if they're art, they dealt with some fucking bullshit that you probably dealt with, but not as much to your extent. And, like, you can. You just keep preparing for a day that you can't handle. Mm. A battle that you can't win. True. It's an uphill battle always. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's tough. I want to say it's like better to not even try even deal with it you know what i mean i think like i think we, we discussed this prior to in like another episode but it's like you shouldn't be dating if you're that fucked up like no. to be honest at all like you should really be seeking out Misery help and counseling company, that's why they're just mm-hmm. miserable and they feel like hey i don't want to be miserable alone because right. once again you don't want to check yourself no speaking of like being too well adjusted or preparing for the next thing like i wanted to touch on like hypergamy and the dating landscape and the competition that we face word so for those of you who are unaware of the word hypergamy it's pretty much it's not exclusive to women or dating or whatever but it's like 
it's literally like the concept of marrying up or seeking the bigger, better deal or the next best thing, which is very common in today's relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Dating for the bag. Exactly. Dating for the bag what, what or whatever like benefits someone thinks they're going to get out of a relationship. But I think like with the introduction of like social media apps and shit like that, mm-hmm. Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, you have instant access once again to everybody around the world at any time. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's given people like the, a better opportunity to like cheat oh, and yeah. shit like that. Absolutely, it's so fucking especially with like shit like snapchat i've had plenty of chicks who have boyfriends sending me like really raunchy like photos and half nudes or like lewds and yeah it goes right away but i'm like yo aren't you in a relationship with bull like why are you sending me this shit like this is kind of that's what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i mean but it's just like jesus fucking christ you know it's it's a good (laughs) it's a good intro yeah right here. or like or like chicks be like oh your little boyfriend in my dms again and yep. like he's sending dick pics and shit and that's another thing too bro it's like fucking incels and weirdos yeah, sending, niggas don't know how to talk to girls oh oh my he's sending hey like 12 yeah. 20 bajillion times wild. bro oh. sending unsolicited dick pics also not okay what's your what's your go-to like if she's not responding do you like i do the okay bet I don't even like respond back after once. Oh, yeah. Like unless it was like something like, "Hey, you messaged me last, and then I'm gonna respond to it." Right. Like I'll li- leave it off. Like, "Hey, I'm so interested." And if you don't respond back, cool. But like, there's so many. A lot of times, even though she has those three thousand four hundred sixty-six followers, or like likes and whatnot, mm-hmm. or dudes trying to get in there, most of them dudes. A lot of people don't know how to speak to each other. No. And a lot of dudes don't know how to speak to women. Because, once again, we don't have that much communication where it's, like, actual, like, no dudes have free, like, a lot of dudes don't have female friends. The only females they have are their mom or their sister, and mm-hmm. they start resenting them because a lot of people grow up in single-parent household where the mom is, like, putting down niggas all the time, putting out yeah. every man because she's a better bitch. Let's be, just keep it 100. Mm-hmm. I think it goes a little bit both ways, especially, like, in terms of dating. Uh, yeah, it goes both like, ways. Both ways. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is... I get, I get what you're saying. Like, y'all y'all deal with this bullshit yes and then it's like once we get to the point where we're at it's like damn <laughs> i don't know like i was gonna say that's crazy like, i know i was waiting for you to finish <laughs> off like what are we doing mm. no i definitely agree um i think we've with social media we've forgotten how to actually have conversations with one another and, and talk about in shit. person yeah it's like Dudes just think that women are supposed to just go along with everything they say and shit like that. Or they just simply don't know how to, like, introduce themselves with a hey or, like, something unique, right? But at the same time, like, a lot of women, even on dating apps, they'll be like, they'll just say, they'll just have a one-word response. Yeah. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, a girl sent me a heart, and I'm like, um... Yeah, or she opens with a fucking gif. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, so what, do I do what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... Which is which I, I I appreciate it. I love me a good meme or two or like a, a funny. But I need gif, context. But it's like, I I, yeah, I do need context. Are you calling me ugly? Do you right. want dick? Do you want me to eat your ass? Like I need to know where we're like this train is docking, or if you're trying to dock me. <laughs> we 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 docking. Hold on, wait a minute. No, wait. I need to know. Like, do you want me to fuck you and your boyfriend? Like, I I need to know the dynamics of this gift. Like, con- a lot of that online right now. bro, do me being skinny and black like a lot of girls want to like 
I had this one situation. Bro, oh, God. I had this one like older lady wanting to cluck me. Bro. And like her husband hit me up. No cap. Like this is like Wait, <laughs> she was trying to cuck her husband or Yeah, like the husband knew. Oh, I would have fucking why you ain't jump on that? Cause like, I went to one of those uh was she hot? I went to one of those sex bars. Like one of those um like This nigga be out here, bro. What the fuck? Was, like where where do you find where do you go to find do you just look this shit? yo, FBI agent, like what <laughs> what is his browser history, bro? How do you fucking know about these places? I, I went to Texas and I met I, I went to yeah they, I went to one of those singles bars or like one of those couples around and they came up to me like, I love your hair, I love your skin complexion, white couple. They're just like, um, we just wanna see if you were interested in like coming in the back with us and just getting to know each other. And like part of me is like, yes, this is a dream. But like <laughs> then I'm like, oh, like, what if like he wants to get on it? Cause I don't have a problem like fucking a bitch in front of her man. Right. You just in the court of beat. But like I seen videos like this one porn star Amber Blank and like her dude start like getting into it. Like with the dude. Like he starts sucking his dick. And like it depends. Cause then he upgraded and he started dressing up like her. So I'm just all like, right. So Wait, like, I think I know the video you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oh like, hell no! What the fuck? Fucking wearing thighs and shit. And I'm just like, what the? F- I I can't get down with that. And like the nigga had a beard, and like the dude who was like trying to cluck me, and like or had me be the bull, so to speak. Which you is be very the you racist, be the bull, by the way. <laughs> but like yes. it's a hella racist. Oh yeah, big facts. But like I was just like, nah. Cause like I don't know if you guys are gonna human traffic me, you know I'm in a state where like if I go missing it's gonna take a while to go find me. Like we're playing Where in the World with Carmen San Diego, but like Black Edition, <laughs> Patois Edition, <laughs> and like nah, but like it's weird. Like you know I was always wondering how people get like scouted for like how do they arrange like the cuckolding? Like how, how does that even like this? This just opened my mind up to like oh shit. Well, that's how they do it. Like this. The, these places exist yeah it's a, it's a vibe because like sometimes like yeah like ideally yeah, at some point i do want to try it but like yeah. <laughs> being just that i out. mean i'd smash somebody's wife in front, in front of them, of them like, like we're just recorded that's like the ultimate like power trip having me wear a mask and shit like, bro i wear a ski mask like some timberland yeah, boots with the knee pads sure. I gotta bring back the you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have a gold chain just oh, swinging chain. while i'm clapping from behind and shit oh, like and shit just this shit just like a bunch of keys <laughs> just like <laughs> you, you you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Dip my balls in her mouth. You gotta wear the tins with the ankle socks. The ankles. <laughs> so it's just leg. It's just all leg. With I'm gonna have a tongue all out and shit. Oh, uh, with the broom. With the and I'm gonna still have a fucking tag on and shit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be wearing. I'm gonna wear the fucking the, the beef and broccoli tim So you already know I'm on demon time. I'm gonna have grills in my mouth and shit. Barely can fucking talk. Bro, is this? I don't know how we even got here. Does being cheated on like makes you realize the person that you don't want to be anymore? Like the the person who allows yourself to be cheated on. Um. Yeah. I I would say yes personally. Um. I definitely was. I guess what would currently be called a simp all through <laughs> high school. We didn't really use that term back then. But yeah. like young bulls. You know, I was very much a sweetheart. I had no backbone and like one of my first girlfriends cheated on me like three different times and it took me to like the third time for me to be like all right this is put to bed but i definitely think that like when you're in like 
bad relationships or aren't treated well or are cheated on that like hindsight it gives you that time to like reflect and i remember being like i will never let that happen to me again yeah you know or be like if that ever happens to me like i'm putting my foot down and like i will walk away from this because mm-hmm. that type of stuff i think like definitely it makes you like look inward and be like why did that happen like why was that okay you know like, am i enough and yeah. Like that, yeah and then realizing like no like as, as y'all kind of said, like, one, like, I come first, I mm-hmm. am enough, and I have to build my own life, but then also realizing that, like, if your partner or someone doesn't respect you or, like, care enough about you and who you are as a human to, and does that shit to mm-hmm. you, then, like, they don't deserve to be with you. Now, you when, know what I mean? When that happened Absolutely. to you, like, in your last serious one, do you feel like, damn, I, I had to shield up and I kind of just let it down? Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that, like, yes, I let my sh- my guard down for that last relationship, and it was, like, cool. Like, I felt very safe, and mm-hmm. so I feel like when that happened, it was then, like, oh, see, I knew I was right. Like, I shouldn't have let my guard down, and I think that's, like, where I'm currently at with, like, what I was just saying, where, like, I'm not as invested anymore because, like, now I have those trust issues. I mm-hmm. have my guard up, and I'm, like okay well like after how many times if this is the outcome you know you start to kind of like reassess how you're operating and like you know you give out more or less depending do you think you really let your guard down per se but it's i feel like that's the issue with women that say they want like an emotionally available person Mm -hmm. or they want their boyfriend or significant other to open up to them because they won't respect (laughs) you you know what i mean and they're gonna take advantage of it they're gonna probably cheat on you at some point despite them saying all that shit right but I think, like, people are going to cheat anyway. You can't prevent your partner from cheating. It's oh. going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Some some chicks are better at hiding it than others. You know what I mean? Some chicks are habitual line uh. steppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, like, they would look for the line <laughs> to see and how you would react. No. No facts. But it's like right. a lot of us as guys, like, we're not, we're very oblivious to, like, their strategies and shit. Or we don't really go looking for, like, that in our girlfriends we don't look for them cheating we don't go through their phones and you guys i mean me as well but like we all kind of been cheated on in some capacity so like it's we don't expect it like women expect Mm -hmm. us more so to cheat than they do especially if we're attractive i think there's a lot of insecurity that goes like if you're if you're more attractive than she is she's gonna definitely be like oh you get bitches or you got bitches on the side that doesn't really happen even if you are like a really above average guy or whatever even the girl I was talking to in Texas, like, she fucking took my phone while she was on top of me, and, like, mm-hmm. we're talking, and I'm just like, yo, we're not even dating yet. Like, I'm not going to cheat on you. Like, I'm, yeah, it's wild. like, that's... chill. Yeah, that's some psycho shit. Like, I want to see, like, and the fact is, like, she didn't give me her phone. See, that's a thing, too. That, that's yep. That's what I was going to say. Mm. I feel like, at least from my experience, mm. most of the time, if someone or your partner whoever is like accusing you of cheating or being unfaithful or being whatever Mm -hmm. usually means that that's coming from like a place of insecurity and a place of projection yes they're doing something and they're feeling guilty about it and therefore they throw that right at you because it makes them feel better about it my family member just dealt with that where their partner was saying like i think since we're far apart that you're going to cheat on me long distance relationship and turns out lo and behold they're putting all that pressure like i think you're going to leave me i think you're going to leave me it turns out a you're breaking up with me two you've been cheating on me and like it's like what the fuck bro yeah 
Like, Same shit happened to me. First psychology, dear. Literally, like, it's literally. It's literally trick. I got that one. <laughs> literally, it's like Jedi mind trick. You will never know I'm cheating on you. <laughs> I'm not cheating on you. You're not cheating on me. Like, it's dead Bro, like same, Yeah, literally the same shit happened to me. My ex would always try to take my phone, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't care. I was very lenient in a relationship. And again, like, you want to be somebody... <clears throat> it goes back to, like, being a respected individual. You want to yes. be somebody... You, I would much rather my partner, my girlfriend, respect me than to love me. Any day. Right. Any day. I realize that's way more fucking important than love. Because love is conditional. Love mm-hmm. is bullshit. You, the only thing you can do to lose someone's respect is to do something where you're no longer respectable in their eyes, right? But love is always, it's fluid. It, it changes. It's a feeling, right? It's something that that can be there one day. They can see something better. They realize, oh, I don't love this guy. Maybe there's more guys out there, whatever. That is a very, I don't know, nihilistic way to look at life. I'm not no, giving you pushback. I mean, it's real. It's just like, it's such a dark idea it's, that it's the is, truth though i know love right. is pat like, it's a choice passion is real love isn't absolutely um you can have passion for anything and that's over last love you can fall in and out of love in a day as quickly you can fall in love with something you can fall out of it it's just i don't have that mindset of like we ideally want a forever partner at some point or multiple whatever and like it's just it's it's kind of callous in a way of like Damn, I never think I'm gonna experience actual love, so I just want respect. Because yeah. of life, life doesn't tell would, you would, didn't tell you otherwise so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just much rather have respect than love, to be honest. Because yeah. again, all the women that said they love me, Hurt, yeah. where are they now? Sucking someone else's dick. Loyalty not found. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I want fuck. you to put the air bar on my face when I said that. <laughs> no, but, but go. But, like, no, like, really, like, it's, it's fucked up out here, bro. Like, despite her saying she loves me, this, that, and third, projecting the, oh, you're cheating on me thing, or going through my phone constantly. Like, right? I didn't care for those things, right? But I understand, like, why some guys will be on the lookout for that. They'll, they won't let their girl have girl, girls' nights out and shit like that. Yeah. Which, albeit, women women call it controlling, but at the same time, it's like, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, when you don't let your girl do anything, that's that's weird. Like, she's not a prisoner or whatever. But it's like... Respect me. Yes, exactly. Like, don't be out here showing your ass like you're on the market for other dudes unless y'all have that type of relationship set up. That's totally different. Exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Entertaining other other women, like, that. it ain't gonna fly, but it's like... I was in a relationship where, like, I didn't care for those things. I was like, hey, go ahead, do what you, you know, do as long as you're not cheating on me. I'm going to take your word at face value. Lo and behold, like, all those times she took my phone and went through it, found nothing because, again, I'm not cheating, the fuck. But it came to a point where I was like, all right, you see my phone several times. Let me see your phone. And she, I held it for literally, like, probably 10 seconds. I was going through messages. I was looking for, like, emojis or messages with guys, da-da-da-da-da. She snatched her phone away from me like that. And it was ha 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 funny at that moment. I was like, "Oh, what are you trying to hide?" Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in the yeah. back of my head, I was like, "Oh, all right, caught your ass. Like you're hiding some shit. Like, yeah, nah." Dude, it's almost the reason why I forced myself the, the battle between being poly and being monogamous. Because like, as someone who's been cheated on, it's like forced me on the idea that everyone I know, no matter how much you love me, there's gonna be someone else for you. I can't dedicate my life to you. I'm gonna, I'm busy with other shit. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're gonna be lonely at some point, and I don't want to deal with the fact of being cheated on again. 
Right. So it was just like, or being hurt or like going for that because I was doing a whole thing that, you know, not eating, not taking care of my mentals, yep. not taking care of any of that shit. And like, I'd rather not go for that again. So I'd rather say, hey, here's your piece. Like, yeah, well, it's also like changing your perspective out the gate. Yeah. You know, like opposed to going into a monogamous relationship being like, this is my forever. Mm-hmm. You will never cheat on me. If you do, it will destroy me. Like, you'll only, you're only going to be with me. Going in with a more like, polyamorous mindset of like hey like you're your own human i'm my own human we like experiencing each other like when we choose to see each other and experience each other it's great but i know that you'll probably experience other people and i don't Mm -hmm. want you to not have to i don't want to control you yeah Mm -hmm. so like if you go in with that mindset you already have eliminated the expectation of like them being yours in Mm -hmm. some capacity so then it's like cool if that happens i've already told myself that probably will and it's not going to upset me because i know that i can also do these things and i think that's like a really good way to look at stuff and like also like about a year and a half ago i started doing a similar like poly slash like open thing for myself where Mm -hmm. i told myself like i'm not gonna set these expectations for partners from here on out because of all the stuff that happened and i Mm. feel like i have at least for my end of relationships, had a much healthier time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, almost like we have trauma too based off our past situation. Am I right? <laughs> but, I th- <laughs> but I think, like, again, going back to talking about hypergamy and, like, we also, like, compare our relationships to other people's a, lot, a hell of a lot because you can see all that, at, on, again, on Instagram and social media. You can see this over and over again. Like, people posting... You know, they're uh, like bachelor parties and shit. Right one, year one year anniversary, renewing their, whatever, you Having know, them getting and all, yeah. uh, engagements. That, remember, like, now that's videotapable and shit like that. Like, oh, you can yeah, just see cool, that man. all the time. Everyone got engaged, everyone's having kids, yada, yada, yada. But um, along with like practicing like polyamory and shit like that, or just having open relationships, casual hookups and whatnot, like, there's been a huge decline with like marriage mm-hmm. right no one's really getting married but i think like a lot of that is also tied to like the myth of marriage um i think like over i think like 50 percent or more like of, of marriages end in divorce but it's like 70 to 80 percent of like women are doing the, the divorcing and i think a lot of that is tied to like hey like you were great you're like i i, I like idealize you in my head but like I want to try this guy out or there's more out there like the world is my oyster i'm still young and there's so many articles and stories i hear every fucking day about like women who like will have the perfect husband perfect boyfriend right but somehow they still rationalize the idea of leaving them he was perfect he was cute smart funny lovable the sweetest guy on earth but i left him well to be fair to that point and once again playing devil's advocate you don't want to leave yourself wondering if I should have did something different. You could have a good thing going. There's probably some relationship you had where it, it was a good thing, but you're just like, this might not be, it's good for me, but it's not, might not what I want five years from now, 10 years from now. So I need to try this. And they don't know, hey, you might close that door and I think the good thing you have because the betrayal that person might feel, but I need to do this to make sure that I'm not making a mistake. Cause that whole death to death do us part, death do us part. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, all that bullshit is a myth. Absolutely, it's that's the myth like of this. the human condition of like the grass is always greener. Right? Yes. Yeah. Because it's like how many times are you like, 
oh, what if I painted this instead of that? Like, what if mm-hmm. I went to school here instead of mm-hmm. there? You know, it's that, it's the human condition. Right. You don't like, want regret. Exactly. Person. I've been with them for five years. Everything's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, every relationship gets to that point where you're past the honeymoon phase and things mm-hmm. get, like, monotonous or whatever. Yes. And it's, like, the human condition to just go... Oh, well, you are pretty attractive, mm-hmm. and you're giving me attention, and that's new. Maybe this would be better, mm-hmm. and then exploring it, you know. And like whether that's right or wrong, mm-hmm. everything is situational in that case. But like, I think that that's something that humans do a lot of the time. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who have like divorced or left their partners, and like two years later, been like, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely. Do you think like it's better off to act on that or to just preserve what you really have and and work through it? Depends on the person. Yeah, like, or like, I th- again, I think like the myth of marriage is like, your so- marriage is, supposed- is all about happiness, right? I, right, but like, I think Disney and shit like that has romanticized that idea, and it's more so about like the responsibility of like the house, mm-hmm. the kids, whatever, the the, the livelihood of the family. What's best, you know, st- sticking together for the kids, for your, for the family, and all that shit like the that. The peak of the their marriage is the wedding. Absolutely, it's not the trials and tribulation you yeah. face after. It's longevity, like the couples who've been together for seventy five mm-hmm. years and all that. The longevity becomes it, but I think the peak is the most memorable thing. It's not like when you guys painted your first room in your house. It's gonna be your wedding. You're mm-hmm. going to make a grand big spectacle out of it. It's the pinnacle of the... The pinnacle. Like, yeah, you're going to have the wedding ceremony and all that shit. All your family and friends are going to be there. They're going to die. You're going to remember the people who are there, whatever they said. And then after that, it just becomes whatever your routine is. Work, home, maybe have sex twice a week. Maybe... It's less than that when you but, get married. It's going to fucking... Your sex life is going to take a dive. Definitely after you have a kid, like, finding space there and raising a kid, starting a family. That, it, everything else is routine. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's gonna. Even if you renew your vows, nothing's gonna change. No, and that's the thing is that it. There is the glorified love that, like you were saying in Disney, where it's like, oh, everything's always perfect Mm. when you find the one. But like Mm. in reality, most long-term relationships are a pain in the ass and a lot of fucking work. And the reason that so many people get divorced and that whole like oh well the grass is always greener i'm just gonna go over here is because it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to find something new than to actually like communicate and work through your problems and like uphold the relationship because like y'all said it's not like the love or that passion that you feel can come in and out Mm -hmm. but like the fact that like does your partner respect you enough to fight through and to communicate and not just leave you or like it's actually work at that point and you're not just doing it because it feels great you're doing it because you like care about that person and want to preserve it and to that Mm. point of disney movies or romantic movies in general the movie ends when they fall in love and have that last kiss they don't show the life after happily ever after pocahontas for example oh god the real thing is she went to fucking england with him and she was underage and it was like he was like 34 but she goes back to england and she gets sick because you know diseases that she's not prepared for and dies like all those real stories are like Oh uh, yeah, like it didn't end well. It's more like the Brothers Grimm. It's more so yeah. like that. Yeah, that's the real sort. Yeah, ending. they don't end well. They don't yeah. show the life after, and then you're like, okay, well that's my life now, and we just think for the now because once again we get married young, we do all this shit young, and we're like, we're not thinking ten, twenty years mm-hmm. from now. We just think those things are gonna happen. Like life is just gonna go how it go, perfectly or unperfectly. I'm just gonna deal with it, yeah. and then you feel empty. So to your point, like. Do you feel like it's a good idea to see if the grass is green on the other side? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. 
Sometimes shit, sometimes not shit. You know? Sometimes you not shit. <laughs> like, same, same, but different. <laughs> but, okay. Like, some, yeah. it, because even with your best relationship with someone, once again, and you know this for a fact, sometimes you're just like, nah, this is too good for me. There's been situations, and like, we talked about it before, like, there was a situation that was good for me. That girl loved me, she cared about me, but I was dumbing in high school. And like there was other factors in enhancing it, but it was like, yo, I'm 18 years old, mm. and she literally says she loved me. I don't even love myself. I'm a dirt boy. <laughs> like at that point, like bro, the fact is, yeah, that, like a reality, like shock. Yeah, like I was using three in one. Yeah. Like I was using the Voss <laughs> three in one body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Like oh, I was using God. that shit. That shit that is gonna give me cancer. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I had no skin t- care routine. I wasn't using rose water. Oh, like God. I didn't care about myself. So hearing that a woman was like in love with you, in love with me, and like having sex with me when my dick stunk, like you're like you don't even know. Well, oh, like you know, like when you, when a chick says you got the, like the biggest dick in like in the world, like she she has to either be in love with you, you or are, just like or you had the biggest yeah. dick in the world. Yeah. It's, one of the two. I think it's the latter. Bruh, it's the latter, bro. It's <laughs> just that, bro. Big dick in the world. Big dick energy. And, then, like, I didn't even love myself, so I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. it. And then after that, she dates, like, toxic bull who get her into drugs and shit and get her into sex work and, like, all that type of shit. And, like, dude, it's, like, it's always that second guess. I'm like, yo, what if I just stay with her? Like, mm-hmm. like I said, there was another factor of it, and, like, I kind of want to get into it, but I don't know if it's the right way to approach it. Like, we were... We were both black, like dark skinned, and it was like that episode, of, like South Park. Oh my where, god, with like, Token and the fucking new yeah, and Carmen's like, trying to set them up. We were both in the scene. We were both the hardcore <laughs> oh, people, and we were both, you know, like she's hella Jamaican, same on my side. It's just like cool. We literally tall. are the same, mm-hmm. and then yeah, tall too. And it's just like we literally are the same. And like everybody was saying, yo, you guys will look great together, and with, like the underline and like. Why are you guys forcing us together so much? Why are you guys like saying, hey, are you guys hanging out? Hey, like, why are you so invested in this? Mm-hmm. Do you just want the two black people to be together? And it was that I I didn't love my skin tone until I was 23 years old. Like, I didn't like I didn't even want to be my skin tone until I was like, 23 because people don't understand. I said this in an episode that we didn't put out, but like being dark skin was not a thing like a good thing until like black panther came out then we started this whole pan-african bullshit that we did in back in the 90s yeah like having like once again being called like african booty scratcher all that fucking classic slurs and shit like was my life so it was just like i kind of didn't want to be with someone of my complexion for the longest time until i met a girl when i was 22 and i was just like holy shit, you're fucking amazing. And, like, it changed my mind on it, and, like, I stopped caring. And then, once again, I start getting more attention. Mm-hmm. And I start being like, you know, maybe this dark skin experience is not bad. Maybe me trying to bleach my skin when I was in fourth grade wasn't the So the you mood. was really on Jamaican-type time. <laughs> facts. Like, you straight from the island. Uh, facts. Like, I was really He's trying really to... He's really bad, man. <laughs> I was really trying to, like, change who I was. You were trying to be Sean Ball. Because, nigga, like, hear me out. Like, when a girl says, hey, I don't want to date you because you don't look like Trey Song, that shit hit But you got the right temperature. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Lord. But, like, hearing a girl, like, dealing with that all the time, like, when you're in the scene and you're like, hey, you're you're cute for for a black guy. 
Like those, Ugh. you hit those, and like it's just like I got that from other black, like black, black woman in like in the scene. They're just fucking weird. And it's so rare to find a black girl in our scene that like, actually I, likes black, black dude. Guy, yeah, bro. It's the weird. White bro. guys are Asian. D- dating as a black guy anywhere is just a fuck. It's just a fucking bro. mind fuck, bro. It's it's just. So you date outside your race, and then people mm-hmm. try to say you don't like black women. But if a black woman dates a white guy or anybody Speak outside, of race, about it. you go queen, y'all. You this get that white man. You get that man. Y'all. This nigga period. period. He speak no lies, all facts, <laughs> all absolutes. Damn, son, where you find this? <laughs> like, bro, it's so fucking annoying like my whole entire life and like part of the reason once again why i was at this stage where it's just like i don't want to date you because we're the same mm. it's like dude it just sucks because yeah. it's full force and i'm like damn maybe at some point i wanted if i would have had those opportunities with other people i would have been like more comfortable with it but it was like my first opportunity having someone into me mm. that i felt like damn this is what I'm gonna end up with, and, and so you think like the race played a big part in oh, it? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, dude, colorism is a big thing. Definitely, when like majority of our both of our friends are white, hmm. and like once again, it felt like not authentic. It felt like yo, we are in this you, control environment, and we're supposed to be together. I see. It's weird, and like once again, I regret. That's one of my big regrets because she went off the deep end after that. Oh yeah. Like you know the person. Oh yeah. Someone else who smashed knows the person that we both mutually known. And like, bro, she, she went downhill and I'm like, damn, bro, I could have been different or maybe not. We probably wouldn't last that long because 18 to 26 is a big bet. Uh, she might want to have her whole phase or her sex work phase or whatever phase. I might want to have my whole phase like I'm doing now. Shout out to the lady, lady boys in Thailand. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I feel like that played a big factor in it interesting do you feel because you also had that same situation where you get the i use that as a joke but being serious like well not being serious about the joke but like you hate black women because you did outside your <laughs> race and like you're the only nigga i know and brandon said the same thing like how the fuck do you get asian women and when you live down like in philly philly mm-hmm. like how the fuck do you find a one who's not super like anti-black or whatever like how but then black women will look at you like when you took those really high quality photos with that one girl it's like i'm not gonna say her name but she was just like damn you really hate black women even though she was a black she was a mm. but uh she was like oh yeah you really don't date anything by asian girls oh yeah they get that a lot i hated that shit so much like you fetishize it's like almost like you yeah. fetishize a race. I, I got called that a lot like people use that word too fucking much too and it's fucked up because that's not the way i see women that i date or especially they just happen to be asian that's it like they just happen to be asian and but it's like there's nothing open. yeah and there's nothing wrong with saying like you can notice like features of a different race you know asians have usually like almond shaped eyes which are beautiful. I love almond-shaped eyes on women, period. There are African women with Asian uh, eyes. I mean, almond, goddamn it. <laughs> almond-shaped <Ew>. eyes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> almond-shaped <laughs> eyes. They're like Ethiopian women with like different eye shapes. And that's like very unique to like them as people and shit like that. Or like, or like, 
What? what Ugandans, you? like Ugandans. Yeah, like people like, from Ethiopian Uganda. woman, beautiful, gorgeous. Bro. But like they come in all different shades and everything. But like African things African. that are exclusive to like Asian women. God damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> Asian women have like you know long black hair or brown. Um, they also come in different shades depending on where they're from and shit like that. But it's like I, I love black women too. I love black women who like being black. I've said this before. I like I like black women who embrace their natural hair, and being black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, about to get canceled. Let's go. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. A minute. <laughs> that's all. Like, that's all I really have to say to that point. Like, I'll I'll date anybody as long as you're as long as I like you. As long as you're attractive. You know what I mean? And I understand because I, I I hear that argument like, oh yeah, I like natural hair. As someone who has natural hair now, I get the struggle you guys go through, but. If I kind of do it, you you can do it too. <laughs> like, right. Like, it's like, like, I don't want to hear that argument anymore. Like, I don't. <sighs> this is the thing. ISO. Weave. Weave and all that shit. And tracks. Like, it, it's a commitment. All that fucking money they spend on that fake ass shit they put in their hair. I'm sorry. No, no offense. But also offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> to like weave and shit don't get me wrong i love me a joan with a nice wig every now and then because i feel like you're fucking a different bitch but like it's really a commitment sitting there having that shit sewn into your head and then taking back out and shit and then like you know some of the girls who like be having like the shitty weaves that just be right. sitting in there for like months on end and it'd be looking all crooked and like disgusting and you'd be like bro like i got i got tell like it just just be on fucked Looking shitty, man. Ooh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, black woman, you better get his ass. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> come on. No, I mean, but, but but you have other women commenting on other women's like sh- fucked up edges and fucked up sewing. You can't do that because you have a penis. I can't do that because I'm, bl- I'm a black man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, that's another thing. Double standards when men and women have standards. Oh, yeah. Going back to artificial attraction. One woman's standards became every woman's standards. I like a guy that's six foot tall, six pack abs, six figures. Right? That's totally fine. You go, queen. Yas. Period. Yas. Right? But we can't have our own fucking standards of what we want in woman. Which is weird because they have way more pickings than we do. Like, on average. It's rare to see, like, oh, yeah, we want certain standards. Like, hey, Mm. maybe I'm not a fan of body hair. Maybe because I shave my own body hair. I carry myself to that standard. Yeah, Dude, that's another thing too. Like, yeah. Yo, if I bleach my asshole, can I not expect that from my partner? Can it not be an expert? Like maybe I don't want. I mean, that's know, a nice gesture. Like I, I appreciate a bleached asshole as much as that's what I'm guy. saying. Like if yeah, I'm just... if I'm waxing and daxing, like shit is expensive. Like if I'm not it's an investment, it is. I get waxed, bro. Brazilian. Yeah. Oh my god! Get pulled off, like, dude, my yo, put me on. Damn, okay. Yo, put me on. I got you. I got like, yeah, yeah. I got like hair in the in the you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hold, hold my leg, hold my leg. <laughs> I got like gooch hair, and I'm scared to like shave that. That shit's scary. Yeah, I used. To I don't know what's down one. there. Yeah, putting a blade down there. For I'm, oh, oh, oh no, that you playing with God. You playing with God. I'm going to a professional. Bro, like, I, if I want that for myself. Like, why can't I expect that from my partner? Mm. If I want, hey, I have good skin. Mm-hmm. I have really soft skin. Maybe I want my partner to have 
be, you want you want a woman. You want feminine. You want oh, the, no, op- I you want- the opposite. I like women with rougher skin. It feels better. It's better okay, for friction. Come again. It feels better. Do I like? Uh, pardon me. So you saying you want full on scruff? Not scruff. Full on beard. Tougher, no, but like my skin is soft, so I want tougher skin. Not hair. I want. T- I would like tougher skin. Like the one where you feel the. It has form to it rather than feeling like a scrunchie like me. Like bro, I have twink energy. So like I want my This woman. is this is very much twink energy. I don't I don't know where you're going with this one, Chief. You lost me on this one. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh shit, my bad, cuz. <laughs> that was good. Yo. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Come on, say what? It's not wrong to want specific things from your partner facts and it doesn't mean that you should find someone who isn't that and try Mm. to make them that Mm. but for example if you are a black man and you are for whatever reason attracted to asian women or if you want rougher skin or you want like a bleached asshole there's nothing wrong with you for that no one should be able to shame you for that because like your preferences are your preferences Precisely. you know what i mean and it's not just to be like oh well, i want this perfect person and i want that to be you and you need to be this but like if you want to find a woman who has rougher skin but like waxes from head to fucking toe like you should get that which like, is hard to find in the punk community people who want to actually really shave, like Regardless. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I thought you. Were... Oh, we all went to art school, <laughs> yeah, so we, we all, all know the vibes. Bro, <laughs> the vibe has not been missed. Yeah, I've seen some shit, man. I feel. And they teach their own, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's just not for me, and I feel like the point where you t- brought up the race aspect, the only part I would push back on is like when you did not what like your bitchless bitch friend. Are we still recording? Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Like your bitchless bitch friend mm-hmm. who was like, yo, I don't like black women. And because Bro. I have bad experiences with them. Once you deny your own race. Or any race. Or, or any, any race. race. But definitely, like, to be fair, mm-hmm. when we have that stigma where it's like, yo, if I get this like red bone, the colorism, or if I get this mixed drawn, or if I get this white drawn, it's way better yep. than having a black woman. So I can't just be here as a dark skinned man and be like, I only date white women. Again, artificial attraction. Yeah. Why people are so fucking miserable. Because, again, they stick to this one archetype of people. Yeah. And then you realize, damn, you lose part of you mm. because you're denying that part of you. Yeah. We are just as much as, like, our moms as we are mm. our dads. So sure. just to say fuck you to that part of our family just because, you know, hey, I I heard this on Jubilee. And it's a really oh, good point. God. No, I know. But, like, this dude, Percy, was on there, and he was just like, hey, I've been bullied for being black. And something I identify for, for being dark-skinned by black people and by other white yeah. people, too. White people, too. So it's just like, hey, if I do procreate, I don't want my kid to go for the same thing I went through. So, like, I think you brought up community of origin. Like, you know, something mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, I might be comfortable having a dark-skinned child, but I know what comes with that. Right. And yeah. I don't want my kid to, like, I almost commit suicide in fourth grade because of that shit. I don't want my kid to go for the same thing. So I might date someone. And so I felt like when I was younger, someone who had a lighter complexion. So they, my baby, if I wanted to have kids, wouldn't have to deal with that shit. Right. It's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, you don't want your kid to suffer as much <clears throat> as you do. 
That reminds me of a um, post I saw actually uh, over the week. Over the week, um, some dude posted something like, "Oh, uh, I gotta have like a mixed. I gotta have like a Asian mixed baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're 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 just too adorable." Da 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 da. And people were like, "Oh, this sounds like some pedo shit." Da 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 da. I mean, no, he didn't say they were like attractive. He just said they're too adorable. But it, albeit, it is still wrong to like yeah. just fetishize like that thing having a mixed baby because they're so adorable was part of your attraction i mean not saying like it's your fetish but like do you deal with any part of that in your like my dating life it's Mm -hmm. like not really it's like again like with like the art of like i always look at the artificial aspect of like why people are attracted to people right i don't limit myself to just a specific race or anything like that it just happens so by chance like a lot of the women i've recently dated have been asian in between there, yes, I've dated black women. I've dated a couple white girls every now and then. And it's documented. Like y'all can look up his history. Yeah, I got a, I got a track record. It's like, <laughs> like your partner having more like aligned interests mm-hmm. and similarities with you. So, for example, in your case, like if you read a lot of manga, you yeah. watch a lot of anime, you really like Japanese culture. Right. Like you really fuck with this whole aesthetic, and then therefore, like when you're matching with people on Tinder, people who like that mm-hmm. tend to be Asian. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that would make sense for you to be dating multiple Asian women. Right. But, like, if a black John comes through and fucks with all of those things, I'm sure you're going to yeah. get torqued and I'd be like, let's you. go. You know exactly. What I mean? To be honest, I'm more attracted to that because it's such a rarity where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're, the quote-unquote, you're acting white. Yeah. Are See, you- that's what pissed me the fuck off about my first Tinder date. She was the Joan. She was a light-skinned Joan that liked anime and manga and shit like that. Shitty date. I secured the bag. Shitty, yeah, you think you got a fucking got diamond there. and you just got a lemon. Shitty date, yeah. Driving a lemon? And she, <laughs> <laughs> and she was very dis ah fuck. And she was very dishonest about like her fucking. She had OnlyFans and all that shit. She was very dishonest about that shit. Just very hiding it. But I was like, alright, whatever. So going into like the next part, which is like accountability. Um, honestly, yeah. this is something that applies not just to like relationship between f- female, male, whatever, non-binary, trans. It applies to like friendships too and um it's getting semi-serious right here like you're my fucking brother like you are like it's you my friend joe my brother joe my brother evan and tristan and kurt like you guys are literally blood to me there's no further there's nothing in between and like there's a lot of time and during the last week when i dealt with that situation with homegirl like it made me realize, yo, I have something steady. And like, there there was a situation between us mm-hmm. a few weeks back when I was being like flagrant. Like when I, I have a sense of humor that's very dark. Yes. And I don't, once I see someone laughing, not even blaming on, this is me. Once I see like, there's a joke and people are laughing, I can't stop until I'm done. Right, keep going. Yeah, like, the show must go on. get them, like in how high, get them, get them. <laughs> And I don't stop. And, right. like, I was talking about a sensitive topic to you. And I was just like, it's whatever. Like, we talk about all this horrible shit. I shit on myself. So if I shit on someone else, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put anyone's feelings in part. If you didn't check me then, like, our friendship probably would have lasted. probably added on another 10 years to our friendship. Because if you didn't check me and I didn't allow myself to be checked, I would have been like, whatever. Like, nigga tripping. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just something, like, this nigga being emotional. He's being a bitch. <laughs> no seriously yeah, I didn't really. care about your emotion no, shit, yeah. and then a lot of times when we just let shit go mm. we just if you kept being passive about it 
there's gonna be one moment where I say the wrong thing, and it's just gonna it's gonna be adding up for years and years of me yeah. being a habitual line stepper, <coughs> and then you're gonna fucking snap, and then it's gonna be like we might be cool after that, but it's ne- we're gonna lose something. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose part of our relationship, and like honestly. It made me reflect on all my other relationships with people. It's like, dude, how many lines did I step where people were just like, it's okay. Or like, I need you to check me. I need to allow myself to be checked. I need to hear that I was wrong. Because you even saying like, bro, that wasn't fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like on some aggressive shit. Like you talked to me like how you were And I did it in private. And you did it in private. A lot of times people want to call people out in person or online and just be like, yo, look, this person is a fucking dumbass. They're a dickhead. Like, mm-hmm. dickhead of the year right here. Look, m- let me expose them. Which you could have. Right. But you're a man, and I don't expect that from you. Deadass. Like, that's some bitch shit. And that's like, not even some female shit. That's just bitch <coughs> tendency. No real shit. And I respect the fact that you can, again, like, you're, you're holding yourself accountable, and you're reflecting on what, what you did. Yeah. Right? He who shall not be named, uh, my, my old homie, ex-homie, uh, the bitch. bitchless, bitchless bitch nigga, <laughs> who would make like sly remarks and shit, like, fuck <laughs> me, <laughs> <laughs> who would make like indirect sly remarks online, right? Mm-hmm. T- and like publicly, it wouldn't be like on private friends or nothing like that, or, or cl- close friends, excuse me, or anything like that. And they were obviously directed towards me because they would. That would be the I would be the only person aware of what he's talking about. The indirect directs. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, like that's how you feel, and it would just come out of like left center, just like out of nowhere for no fucking reason. And I was somebody he respected or looked up to. I wouldn't say respected, but looked up to, because if somebody that respected you wouldn't do shit like that. But right. like, I didn't I didn't check him because like, it was sort of like a waste of my time, and there was no longer any value in that friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. I no longer want to be friends with people like that, especially seeing how they treated their previous friends throughout the past the same exact fucking way doing little little shit behind their back or or this is how they really feel about them or like uh, taking advantage of what they provide for them or some some fucked up like that right and then eventually when they no longer have a use for their friendship or like things aren't going the way they would like things to go they discarded them and stopped being friends with them and shit you, like you that. see that in a lot of like I will say, not bringing this back to female, but you see that in a lot of French female friendship where they're, they oh, yeah. force a relationship to be like, yo, I love this person. You only know they're from like six months. And then you have a falling out and then you're like, I feel betrayed because you never actually knew the person. You never had yeah. real talks besides talking about trauma, but you guys mm-hmm. never just had a conversation like one-on-one about life and like yeah. talk about shit. Yeah, when they're together, everything's perfectly fine. And mm-hmm. then like the second the one person leaves, they're like, fuck that bitch she'd be doing all this shit and you're just like wait why don't you just talk to them about it and they're like well we can't okay. do that like yeah yep. relationships more complicated than that. that that's what i got it's out of that though. yeah that's what i got out of that talk to them exactly i'm yeah. like bro if you felt some type of way about me talk to me about it instead mm-hmm. of going taking shit to the internet and being yeah. like yo fuck this guy but it would be like about the most mundane shit oh this guy doesn't hit hasn't beat persona 5 and persona 5 royal but he owns both of them Bro, I'm out here achieving shit in real life. The yeah. fuck? That's not an achievement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I can't play video games like you and waste time reading fucking One Piece all day. Albeit One Piece is is Gucci. It's cool. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Dis- not. I'm not disrespecting One Piece. But like, th- like we're gonna get into like the incel shit. Like, but like, bro, like you really got to be out here like doing some shit in real life. Like you, he had nothing to show for himself for years. Do you feel like 
a lot of and going full circle with it do you feel like if it's you your favorite line i know i know but it's it's, it's very relevant it's a tra- trademark that trademark um in terms of all of us and i want to hear everybody's perspective like are there a lot of times when you and i'm not trying to take the blame on myself i fucked up but um <laughs> a lot of times where you don't stand up for yourself or you don't like convey your message well like i know one situation with you and like where you were just like hey i let people do what they want because i'm not confrontational yeah and like do you feel like it hits a point where you're just like fuck i'm actually upset but i don't want to say anything because i know i'm going to go off the deep end it's going to be way more than it's needed i'm going to put too much spice on it oh yeah definitely and i think that's the thing with like holding back on that is like it does build up and it's like you can pretend that if you just like oh if i don't talk about it it'll just Mm -hmm. go away but like it sits with you and that's something i've learned like even like since that situation and stuff where i was like i just need to put my foot down and communicate more because like the end of the day like uncomfortable conversations create growth Mm -hmm. and if you don't have those like you're not gonna go anywhere you're gonna get stagnant and also like no one is going to like grow from that your relationships are only gonna fester more you know true that's why we like when i first met you i wanted to get that like the first couple times like it was a filling out process to see if we can do this but more so it was like yo like i need if i'm talking for three hours two hours at a time i need to know like we can have this back and forth while you being like yo i didn't like when you said that i don't like when you approach it like that because then it's like nigga you could have just told me like a grip ago right Mm. like you really could have told me there's friendships i had where it's just like i had an outburst a few months ago where i'm just like i really fucking hate this person i really do not like this person they give me bad energy anytime i'm out why am i here and like I didn't need to go there. I could have just been like, yo, I told you not to bring this person. You did. It's fucked up. I don't want to see them on a regular. Right. I need to convey that in a way where I'll, me being on some my friends, my brother's fucking floor, and like low-key crying out of anger. I mean, granted, it was me hearing the fa- fact that one of my friends died and the dude was like, oh, he was a fucking dumbass. Like, it was more so a combine of that, but me having that outburst because like, yo i already do not like this person mm. so this is just giving me another reason to add on to it so like i said it's more so yo i needed to convey this message way earlier we don't do that in relationships In my past relationship i'm like yo she's tripping i don't want to attack it right now because i don't want to feel like i'm bringing aggression mm-hmm. but yo her being like yo i don't give a fuck about what you're going through whatever i'm going through whatever like there's a s- scenario where like I have a massive gag reflex. Once again, no. Pause. Can't suck a dick. No, pause. I will be the worst bottom ever. I cannot top, blop, knock. I can't do any of that shit. So, like, <laughs> I have a massive gag reflex and I had a massive headache. My ex-girlfriend comes over and, like, she's already going for shit. And, like, I'm telling her, like, yo, I have a massive gag reflex. I try to take uh, ibuprofen for my headache. And then I was just like, nah, spit it out, put it in the trash can. But the container, like the whole pill jar was in there and she saw it on my counter and I'm like, yo, yeah, like I gagged on it and she, I didn't know she had a thing Pause. with that. And like, I'm in my fucking onesie at the time. I'm in a, my, my fucking Eeyore onesie. And like- This gets a little more suspect as the story goes. I know, context, <laughs> but like I did that because she likes, ador- she likes adorable stuff. And like, she likes- Wait, was she white? Are you in a sl- like slave play, like slave role? Play? 
bro, nigga, I am being Race serious. Play? You just did that, <laughs> and I fucking hate you. <laughs> Are you the race play? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. no, so, like, I'm in a onesie, and, like, there's, there's a height dynamic, and there is the race dynamic, mm. and I'm in a suburban neighborhood, and, like, she gets super, like, itchy about it, and she's like, I gotta leave, I gotta go, and then she starts crying and runs out my house. And I'm like, yo, can we talk? Can we talk? And I like low key won't go after her, not grab her, but like be like, yo, can we talk? And I'm running to the front door and she's running out my house crying. And I'm like, yo, I need to check you because like, hey, there are two black men that live in this house, me and my brother. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know a five foot one white girl leaving my house crying, crying while me being like, wait, stop. One and everybody in my neighborhood has a gun. There's implications. There's implicate and one of these niggas are waiting to emit the till the fuck out of me, and waiting for me to like no seriously they're no, probably like, waiting yeah, for me to like, fuck up and just mm -hmm. you know end my go fucking off the shit. deep end. And like she didn't no, you're good. She didn't like, and I didn't check her about it. I'm just she was like sending me though yo please don't hate me all this bullshit. But as soon as I told her like yo. A lot of shit could have happened off of that. Oh. I could have went to prison. You you could have felt bitter and mad. And you could have put an accusation on me. Even though nothing happened. And you just ran out of my house crying because you couldn't handle your emotion. A lot of shit could have happened to me. And, like, I should have checked her there. But I was like, it's fine. You know, she she's going for a lot right now. And I've been put, yo, my life was fucking at risk. My mind went through that. And I couldn't convey that to her because I was like, yo, this is not about me. I need to figure out what she's going through. And then it kept going on where I was just like putting her feelings before mine. And then it came to a point where it was just like, oh shit, like you're fucking tripping all the time. And I can't find peace because I didn't set the standards. Fucking peace. I didn't set the standard of like, yo, this is what I can't handle. And this is what I can't handle. And by the time I got to the point where I was saying it, it was too far, too, too little, too late. She kept telling me shit that like I couldn't deal with. And I'm like, I didn't set the standard of like, yo, you need to go to someone else. You need to go to therapy. You need to do this. You need to stop forcing therapy on me because mm -hmm. I'm not doing the same shit you're doing. And I want to ask you guys the same, like in any relationship, I know with your friend, but in any relationship, do you feel like it could have been mitigated? Like the fallout, whatever could have been mitigated because you didn't like let your voice be heard because you're a man and you feel like you can't really do that. You need to be the protector of her, not of yourself. No, that's a loaded question, but like, that's a very loaded question. Um, more so, come back to me. <laughs> uh, all right. I would say for me, um, in my earlier relationships, a little bit because I felt like I was saying earlier, like I didn't really have mm -hmm. much of a backbone, and I was mm -hmm. always like a people pleaser and wanted to make sure that this person was like taken care of, and I did nothing wrong. Um, I definitely think that like my own account accountability and like communication would have helped a lot mm -hmm. but i think in like my later relationships once i like grew up a little bit not as much because i very much am like lay the cards on the table i try to like communicate my voice as much as possible now like in the moment so that i don't have like situations similar to yours or things like that where i'm like hey look like i'm just a straight shooter i'm gonna tell you communicate how i'm feeling and like my thing is i expect the same like, yes. if we are communicating and, like, we are ha have any sort of relationship, like, if you feel some type of way, I respect that. That is totally fine. Just communicate how Please. you're feeling. Please. Then we, we are both on the same page. And if you need to leave, if you need to do something, if you need to be on your phone at the table, like, whatever. If you communicate with me, Honestly, fine. just be honest and be open because it's scary when they're not. Straight and up. Yep. 
Absolutely. Um, for me, I would say the same. When I was young, I didn't really have much of a backbone. I was very nonchalant about a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. And all throughout my life, I've always held myself accountable, right? Mm -hmm. I was always like, oh, damn, the reason she did this is because I wasn't enough or I lacked something. Or because, ah, uh, yes, that's probably where I fucked up or something like that. Especially, like, when I was cheated on in my one of my previous relationships. Mm. I felt like everything was my fault. Yep. I was holding myself accountable. Like, that was the reason why. But looking back at it, when I talked to her and spoke to her in that moment and everything, like, discussing the situation, oh, it was always, I felt this. You, you made me feel. And I started to pay attention to, like, the language people mm. use, especially, like, my my relationships after that one and even in the latter half of being cheated on instead of letting shit just fly and just letting it be and be like oh well you know that's the way the cookie crumbles or oh well yeah you're right i was too busy for you it is what it is idiot what it is <laughs> you know what i'm saying instead of instead of it being just that and letting it just die like that i said no fuck that i'm angry i'm gonna hold you accountable for your actions there's no fucking Oh, I didn't make you feel any type of way. I didn't. You, I didn't make you put the dick in your mouth or your your pussy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do that. I didn't force you to do any of that. I didn't, I didn't, didn't persuade you. you. Out. Or, yeah, none of that shit. So it's like you, you. That was to your own accord. You know what I'm saying? No one forced you to do any of that. So you decided to cheat. That you made the choice to entertain that situation. But when she brought up the points of like, yo, I felt this and I felt that, do you feel like certain conversation where you felt like everything was fine? Do you feel like you could have just checked up more in, in the intermediates? No, because just like your relationship, just like your situation was, it was all about her. It was always how she's feeling. And a lot of, and again, about accountability and like what we don't discuss or talk about is like, how we as men are feeling in a relationship. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Women don't ask how we feel. We have emotions. We're human. A lot of women look at us like, oh, damn, I forgot dudes had feelings. You know what I'm saying? Literally, literally sit down and ask your significant other, ask your man how he's doing. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you, Like, how are you doing right now in life? Yeah, like, where's your mental? Are you stable? Exactly. On? We don't get asked that question. How are we doing? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's very, like... Our emotions are like inside, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but theirs are like very overt, just very like out there. Could you feel like if you check up on a relationship, like, hey, like the question, mm. how are we doing? Right. It's like, oh, yo, are we breaking up? Question. Like, do you feel like mm. checking in on that is like a weird, like, yo, I'm trying to, get, I'm saying it so like I know right. we're, if we're on the same page. Do you want to try something different? Mm -hmm. We can still stay together. Do you want to be poly? Do you want to see other people? Do you want to break up? Do you need a break from my existence? Like, all that type of shit. And, do you feel like that question within itself as a man asking that is a scary question because you don't want to put the thought in their head like, bitch, I'm leaving you. I definitely think so because a lot of people, they don't like confrontation. A lot no. of people, it sounds very confrontational. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women definitely would see that as like a breakup question I, right off the bat. I love asking that question now just to say like, yo, even with my friendship, like I, once again, everything, mm -hmm. but like, Yo, how are we doing? Yeah, Yo, are we straight? Yeah. Yo, are we are we right. good? Are we? If somebody's acting iffy or you see problems arise, definitely like ask that question. Because you see mannerism change, you see like they might make that sticker yeah. out of joke where you're just like, eh, that's not really funny, or like <sighs> they look at you, they give you the weird side eye, or like they don't make eye contact with you anymore. Like certain thing is missing, and you're like, or certain intimacy, like a girl, you go in for a kiss on the lips, she give you a kiss on the cheek. Right. What's up with that? 
something. You, you know, like something like <laughs> what? Like I got dick in my mouth? Like well, like do I smell bad? Like tell me. And like I said, it could be the most minor of instances. Hmm. Like someone leaving a toenail in your bed. Like some. I have an anti foot fetish. I don't like feet. We're, we'll, that's a story for another time. But like, God. the minor I- issue can linger and become so big if you don't say, "Yo, where are we at right, right. now?" Yeah, and if you don't communicate, like what you had just asked Jihad about, like in like an end relationship, right? It's like, oh, well, like after it ends, if like she cheated, like, do you ever think, like, oh, I wish? Do you think you wish you would have communicated better mm-hmm. and checked in more, like? I don't know if like your partner is at that point where they feel that distant or like the desire to cheat. Nothing like honestly, I feel like for accountability wise, like they should be communicating that. Like if you're mm-hmm. like, I don't feel as attracted to my partner. Or I feel like they've been doing this thing that annoys me and it's a mm-hmm. turn off. And like, I would, my advice would be like, yo, you should be communicating that. You shouldn't be bottling that up nope. and being like, I'll just ride it out and see if it gets fixed or I'll go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, Hey, these three things have been on my mind lately. I'm not telling you to change. That's just how I'm feeling. Right. And then at least it gives you that agency and that knowledge to mm-hmm. be like, this is what they said to me. This is what they're feeling. Like, do I have a desire to change this or is this who I am? And I'm going to keep doing it. And you, you know what I mean? You can keep your honeymoon period going on way longer. If you keep doing that, like a relationship, some relationships never have to, to argue. Like, because they start out, start off right off the back. Like, yo, if there is a problem, let me know at the beginning. It's open. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to think less of you. Let's just talk about it right now. And then, like the old couple that had the resilience lasting 75 years, mm. and they got used to the routine and they always respected each other and always mm. were open. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. It's, it's an integral part to a relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody fucking does it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking and about it. It's just like we just don't do it. Though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's fucking hard. It really is. You know, having those important conversations, having those tough conversation is it's extremely it's scary it's pretty scary to be honest and i find it harder to do when you have a longer term relationship with people because mm-hmm. like with my friends with the two people i was talking about like it's really hard to like bring up certain shit because like i just got around to talking about shit i dealt with like when i was younger i just got around to doing that so like they never knew until i had my outburst on how i actually felt there's certain people who were added to the group like yo i didn't know you were like had that much bullshit against you yeah and then like you're terrified of bringing it up because once again you had this idea like once again being like the token black guy is a stereotype of like hey like in a tv show they never have character development like every other character yeah. has character development but they're just like uh, i'm shucking and jiving I'm funny. Funny. I'm dancing. Oh, I'm really rocking in the ball pit. Like, I mean, that was actually me. But like, like <laughs> when I'm actually going for actual shit, granted, most of the shit conversation came up during like George Floyd and mm. when that Breonna Teller and all that um, stuff happened. Like, then it was like the first time we could actually have the opportunity. And I shut that shit down because it's just like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not in a state where I'm comfortable yet to speak about right. it. So it was like, it's hard to find an even playing field where we're like, yo, we've been cool for so long. I don't know if I bring up this topic, if it's going to like derail something or you're going to feel uncomfortable around me. Because if you find out new information about someone, like you feel like you know them, you feel like you got them down to a T and you find out, yo, that's not, this is also what you felt. It's awkward. Yeah, yeah. true. And then might break a relationship even if you got to talk about it because you're like, why didn't you tell me earlier? Why didn't you check me earlier? Because... Mm. 
Once again, going back to our point, like, if we would have let it linger, and if I would have pushed back on you, like, nigga, you could have told me fucking sooner. Now we're here. Like, now we're at, at each other's necks, and it didn't have to be this way. Hmm. Why is Brandon about to shoot me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Please don't shoot me, Brandon. I actually, oh like, you, you just intimidate the shit out of me, because you're, like, literally just, uh, I'm the hood suburban version of you. Oh you're God. the hood version of me. We're both vegan and tall. We both smashed the same girl. Like, I appreciate you. It's just, and we're both vegan. It's just, you intimidate the shit out of me, and I'm oh jealous God. of what you and Jihad have. God, what the fuck? Well, at least you admitted it. I'm kidding. No, I'm joking. Yeah, um. <laughs> so, speaking of accountability and tough conversations, we're going to talk about, like, niggas being incels, right? This is a tough conversation to have. Wait, whoa, whoa, where, where you going? Right, where you going? Right, I just saw someone in the corner. Uh-huh. Some Topher yeah, nice, nice. shit. My bad. I was tripping. Yo, that didn't. Fucking hell. So, what about these insults? How much you hate men, too? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he ashy ass niggas, bro. Like, dick up dummy. Niggas will be using 301 at, after 25. Kill yourself. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> Get what? your fucking money up. If you go on a Dollar Tree, I understand that finances are tough. You know, you've lost the pandemic money, but like. Wash your ass. Bro, invest in some good soap. Please. All right. 99 cents, bar soap. No, because I spring be giving niggas magma too. So, like, we, we can have that conversation for it. Like, if a nigga's using Dove and all that shit, I don't trust them. If a nigga using a soap bar, see, I understand you to call because a Caucasian, but like, if you using a soap bar and like you're black, I, I don't trust you. Like, even the black soap bars and all that shit, I don't... I like soap. African soap. Man. That shit be hitting different. If that shit ain't liquid, it ain't hitting. Like, I'm not... What you mean? Put, that's that's like detergent that, in a bottle no, for skin. Like, I don't... Use Dr. Rather, Browner's I would rather, soap. I mean, I like that. That shit hit different, too. Like, that it shit make, be up your it make my It make my whole, like, ass feel like a winter wonderland. Oh. My, my dick feel like a, a fucking candy cane in between, like, two peppermint patties. You know what I'm saying? Like, that... That yeah, shit hit different. I endorse oh, gosh, you, Dr. Bronner's, bro. Dr. Bronner's peppermint pepper soap. Oh my god, the rose one. All the flavors are good. The, the um, whatever. But um, so. But going back to accountability and incels. All right. Y'all can't sit here complaining about females when you don't actually better yourself. No. You won't get bitches looking like average ass Joes. Not washing your you can't get no bitches with the drip of Steve Jobs. Black turtlenecks, blue jeans, and dad dad shoes. Mm, that's a fitty. <laughs> that's a fitty. Like you, <laughs> you, you can, I know, right? <laughs> the New Balance fives <laughs> and shit. The school shooter senses. <laughs> we can't. You can't pull no bitches rocking your dad's shoes, bro. You got to get better fits, bro. You have to actually learn to communicate and converse with women. Jesus fucking Christ. I want to 
I want to hit a different approach and see if you can, like, what you feel in it. Go ahead, King. Because, like I said, attacking a person. I'm not attacking the person. No, 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 I'm no. just attacking their idea. Like, I know, the but mentality. they are very sensitive people on average. You got you to gotta gotta take it slow with them. You gotta, yeah, you got to lean in. Got to stroke like them. Just cells and all that type of shit who don't be watching their ads and playing Sims 4 all day. First of all, Sims 4 <laughs> is a piece of shit and you smell bad. But it's like the old. 2K of women. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, God, I love that. Keep that. Oh, my God. But, uh... <laughs> But, like, once again, it comes from your family. If you are coming from a single household and the mom is the only provider and she tells you how much she hates men, you're going to be like, well, bitch, you didn't give me fucking croissants in fucking second grade when I wanted to bring them to school. Wait a minute, this was very specific. And, no, it just builds up that hatred Mm -hmm. from women over time because you're, like, you're blaming your mom for why your dad's not in the picture. There's a cycle of, once again, abuse, distrust, you know, not having those conversations and your mom pulling du- d- double duty. So she's like a bitter ass bitch, too. So it just goes around and it just leads you to be bitter. Like you start acting out what your mom feels, even as a man. Like you start acting on her tendency and you just replace woman with man. And then you start resenting women the whole entire time. Like you start being like, yo, bitches ain't shit. Yo, bitches only want the bag. What type of women are you pursuing? Why? Or what are you doing to change how you're mm. perceived by the public? Are you taking care of yourself? Some people are born, unfortunately, really fucking ugly. Absolutely. And there's nothing they no, like, can do no, about like, it. No, like, genuinely, that's true. Like, a lot of people win the genetic lottery. People that can model, like, naturally. We got laid before. As, yeah. Yeah. There's some niggas who and are like, never going to get laid. That's another thing, too. It's, I wanted to talk about is who's more likely to actually be a virgin in, at our age or like in adulthood young adulthood whatever oh yeah it's not men. a choice it's, for it's us. men though like women have like again you you talked about your previous partners having more experiences than you did by the time you got to them and you're just like damn I can't really compete like yeah what the fuck you're like damn you had that many and it's not like slush human shit no. it's just like you had not, not no, even it's sex not it's like you had that many experiences where you dated yeah. someone and said that you loved them fell in love and like all that type the of same shit same thing over like, and over again I rarely had that with even like my pets my nigga like <laughs> like <laughs> seriously and then the idea of what we said last podcast a lot of men are dying alone a lot of men are dealing with mental health issues where we're not checking ourselves either and to ourselves yes. and not taking care of it and that bitterness that grows up and like we're like, why even try? All women want us for us to bag. Cause you get that red pill mentality. You get that manly spirit of men just saying women gain the pickup artists. You know, oh God, not it's a game. Treat women as objects and all that type Jesus of shit. Christ. And they start believing that because those are the only people women are talking to them, and the only people are giving them that information are alpha dudes or dudes that someone look like them, but they mm. can pay an actress to hook up with them in a video, and they don't know the, the actual truth. Right. Mm. But you know. They're messages of 100 girls a day. They're being real creepy with women. They're <coughs> belittling women. Like, you saw that fresh and shit, uh, yeah. thick, like, cult bullshit. Like, yeah, the fresh like, and fit thing was crazy. That crazy. was pretty wild. But you see how the It's like a big base. facade, yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't, I, don't, I don't conform to any of that shit. I would say I'm a person that has, like, taken some very knowledgeable life lessons from, like, the red pill, like, mm-hmm. teachings and shit like that. It really opened me up. Like, or it, it didn't really have a name, but it's like... Back, back in the day when like I, I experienced this shit, I didn't really know what to call it or whatever. But when things happened and I had questions, some of these things did have gr- good answers. It made, me, it made me realize. But a lot of it is also based in like psychology. Yeah. Again, like women like niggas with priorities. 
they have jobs. A woman says they want a guy that does this and that third who's always catering to them and they're always supportive and they listen, they're emotional, yada, yada, yada. You marry that man, then what? You you divorce him six months later, two years later, whatever, down the line in the marriage because you, no woman likes a man up her ass. And I would say that applies to everybody. Like, no matter what... Yeah, you no one wants somebody sitting, to be sitting. You want, someone has a more passive energy and someone has a more aggressive energy. Yeah, there has to be like a masculine and feminine to some extent. Yeah. Absolutely. There has to be somebody leading the relationship. Or holding personality. It. Yes, absolutely. Aggressive means abusive. But dominant personality where oh, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going here. This is what we're doing. I mean, aggressive can also be like passive aggressive. Like, sure. oh, we're going to we're gonna fucking go bungee jumping or yeah. something adventurous or a something. Direction is Keeping important. The, yes, absolutely. When you're a man and you lack it and you're just like, I don't know. I dealt with this with the last have girl. a bad time. Yeah, like, I lack direction. I'm like, yo, where do you want to go? And I kept asking her, and she's mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to leave you. And she literally said that's why she like older guys. Ooh, like, oh, that's... Yeah. Ooh, the, that's a good one. That's, and I was 23 at the time, and mm -hmm. this was, like, the last, like, you know, the black girl I was talking about, she was just like, yeah, this is why I date older people, because, like, you don't have... Like, young people don't have direction. They just want to fuck or do other shit, and it's like... Or you keep asking why. Give me something to do. Give me purpose. Give me a location. Don't leave it up to me because what if mm -hmm. I don't know what I want? I need you to decide for me. And that sounds like some toxic shit, but some people are naturally more passive. And like I said, I don't think that applies to man or woman. I'm more passive. I will want, like I said, I want someone to be more dominant than me. Like I need someone to be like, yo, we're doing this. Because sometimes I don't have an answer. I can turn it on and off, but like sometimes we need direction. And a lot of in, the, a lot of dudes who become incel, they don't have direction from anyone besides a person on the internet. They don't have no mm. fi father figure or male figure or any positive figure in their life that is saying, hey, you know, in 4K, I see you every day. I'm giving you advice. I'm telling you how to be a man. I'm telling you how to be an adult. I'm telling you how to convey yourself to the universe so you can get positive feedback. And then they just go off the deep end. They start resenting life. They start thinking that... Yo, it's women's fault that the reason why I can't get mm -hmm. pussy. Not me, because I have no one telling me mm -hmm. how to take care of me that's right. actually good for me. True. And I feel like to an extent that's what some of the like the manosphere and red pill communities tried to convey is like a positive message or sort of a place where men can congregate and talk about things that they've dealt with in their life. But do you discuss feel like that and be better? I'm going to push back on that because maybe I, and I'm not just looking at certain shit. It just, I, after you send me a, a few red pill shit, I started getting all that shit on my YouTube. So fuck you for that, bro. <laughs> and then now if a girl look at me on YouTube, she's going to see that shit. Like, oh, oh my shit. God, you hate women? And I don't want that. Oh God. But like, uh, a lot of the energy, you read the comments, it's like, it's just shitting on women. There's no nuance to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, the women have to get defensive with them who get in the comments. It's just like, because you're not, no one's actually speaking to each other. That's another part for the mm -hmm. internet where no one wants to have a proper conversation. But it's like <clears> no one's actually like having like a, arg like just just want to be like, yo, look how right I am. And a lot of mm -hmm. the red pill shorts and whatnot, it's like, look how stupid women are. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with like all the, the woman on TikTok. It's doing oh, yeah, the same shit. Like, shit too. Like, did you see? Man. Did you see the the chick who invited a guy over for a Tinder date to build an IKEA shelf and kick him out? Yep. By the way, he was black, and she's white. so that was on some slave cuckold yep. shit, bro. There was some racial connotation there. I'm sorry, I just can't unsee it. Gotta be racist. I was like, yo. Wait, she invited a Tinder date over for a date to 
help her build a shelf. an ikea shelf like a dresser like kicked him out afterwards and it was all it it's all it. yep and they and then thousands of likes oh yeah girl girl you know, boss period, girl boss by the way oh my god it goes both oh ways my god, I like said. Yeah. it's all it's it's bad out here like, it's horrible out here like they're just shifting the toxicity. Yeah, everybody's just being toxic to one another, and it's just like it's a pong of toxicity. Boop. Yeah, boop, it's just. Boop, boop. That's it why is, it makes it hard. No one's winning here. No, no, no one is honestly. And people like us who are just like, yo, that's not what we. And I'm not saying we're good guys or whatever. We're just like we've um, been for the fucking mud, so mm -hmm. to speak. Like we've been for the ringer, and it's just like. Yo, what we get after that because y'all niggas don't want to communicate because you just are on both sides of the spectrum and you guys want an echo chamber between feminists, yeah. you want an echo chamber between incels, and there's already in groups inside of that, like yeah. intersectional There's like feminists. definitely subgroups of like, then there's like turfs and shit turfs like that, which is just like fucked. <laughs> like fucking mad, like all across mm. the spectrum is like, can we have a proper conversation? And that means yeah. being uncomfortable. That means like, yo, checking myself. Yo, I was wrong. Yeah. And no one wants to do that. It's just the man of spirit wants to be right. Feminism wants to be right. And there's no nuance in between. And Father Day yeah. will kill all women. Oh, <laughs> like, and how are we supposed to fix things? This goes back to the thing I always preach and with my <clears> future <throat> project I really want to do. Say, hey, I don't fucking know. Can you help me find out? Can you give me your experience? Teach me empathy. Give me reasons to make me feel like, yo, I was tripping on that. Like, make me, make me want to respect you. I know it sounds like it's like a fucked up thing, but like, I'm not going to naturally respect you off the bat. No. You got to show me a reason why I should. So I said honor respect, my time is, respect is earned. And I'm honestly, sorry. you were right going back to it. Like, yeah, respect is more important than love because now I'm coming around and I'm like, damn, it took only like Full an hour. From <laughs> Seriously, I'm like thinking about that shit now I'm talking about. It. It's like respect is more important than love because it's like once you leave with respect, it leads into like, yo, I can actually care about this person. I can actually like be romantic with this person because then I respect them. They're my equal. I don't give a fuck what you identify. You are my equal. I can spend time with you. I can eat dinner mm. with you. Mm -hmm. I can share a table with you. I can share a bed with you. And they yeah, won't do some. If you're down, you're both down. You yeah. know, if you're up, you're both up. You know. Facts. Right. And they won't do some fuck shit to betray your trust or your respect and shit. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. shit like that. Cause they can still love you. They can be. Like, I still love you though. I still. I'm still here. For, no, you're not, Daddy, bitch. My money. You're just hurting me. <laughs> but I want to ask you one more question. Go ahead, fam. Uh, I'm honest. Like, you say you get good things for the red pill community and you get good ideas from it, but do you feel like you just get that naturally off of being logical? Like, you have, you had fodder figures, you had like, a, you had always had someone in your <coughs> life giving you guidance or therapy. Like, you could have got there by yourself. So the thing about my childhood was that it was very different. Um, I didn't really have father figures in my life. I oddly enough ironically enough i was raised by a woman mm. all through my life sisters aunties Facts. um cousins a majority of my family is actually female all throughout my life woman right and i've worked with women i've been in female dominated positions i've just i don't hate women at all i i've learned to honestly understand them and better navigate around them that they're just we're different mm. That's just all. Like it, we're different, and especially when we get into a relationship with women, I, I've learned that hey, X, Y, and Z can happen. 
This is what women do. They've told me women have locker room talk just like we do. Oh yeah. For and sure. it's some of the grimiest shit. I'm like, what? Having female friends, you hear the dark. I'm like, you had an show. affair? You you're fucking with this guy? Are you done fucking with this guy? You gonna go fuck with this guy? Oh, this dude's having a depressive episode. Your pussy is drier than a Sahara desert right now because he's because he's in his feelings. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just like I, I remember I will never forget my, my coworker at the time, she was dating this dude. She talked so highly of him. He's six foot tall, tall, dark, and handsome. Black he was, I met him. He's a cool ass dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Week later, he's going through some shit, and then pussy just dry, just eh, just no moist, Sahara. no moist. I need some water, damn. <laughs> no wet, like dumps, dude. Immediately starts hooking up with another guy that worked at our job. And y'all stories about the museum shit about like how girls were growing down there is like yo that shit is fucking brazy. Like there's no honor, there's no honor, <laughs> no honor. But like going back to how I was raised is like yeah I didn't really have. My dad wasn't there, and my sister and brother have a different dad, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to watch my mom struggle with him and their disputes at home and shit like that. And I wasn't really in a positive neighbor, um, positive upbringing and shit like that. I wasn't surrounded by like I didn't have a father figure. The only closest thing I could consider was my older brother. And the reason I say that because he was a go getter. He grinded his ass off. To, he he got his full, first car on his own. Mm-hmm. He learned how to drive by himself because he didn't have. We didn't have a father. His dad wasn't there. He yeah. he was. You know, you don't disrespect the dude, but it's like he was he was bummy. To this day, he's still the same motherfucker who doesn't take care of his grandkids. He don't call nobody. He don't do none of that shit. So. So we didn't we didn't have that right. So my brother was the only male like figure in my life. Aside from that, like cousins, right? But I also had to watch my cousins who were I considered like my brothers because we were that close. We were really close knit. They self destructed. Two of them. I know. They ended. They ended their life. Yes. Um. So I had like exposure to a lot of like the like the, the the intricacy of like the relationships between men and women and like the dark side of it very early on to to that point and uh, tell me if you don't want to but like you said you seen people your family members self-delete mm-hmm. and all that type of shit but did that also show you you said you didn't have a male father figure but don't those instances teach you the person you don't want to be and don't want to go for absolutely absolutely like a father figure that wasn't your father figure is this a spirit it's like of a man? i had to i had to genuinely like make my yeah build myself into who i was so mm-hmm. to a certain extent yes you were right like but it's because i had those experiences that i had to like the lack of all of that yeah. i had to make myself into my own man the lack yeah, of some like, find your role models elsewhere exactly exactly yeah. the lack of something can create what you don't want to be like mm-hmm. i would say my biological father there's always that emptiness of like why did my dad leave mm-hmm. and but then it was like right. my mom kind of influenced that aspect too mm-hmm. and like i was bitter over it i don't have the reason why I, I i honestly could say this to you like i have low-key insult energy sometimes when it comes to people with family like you have a fucking family <laughs> and that makes me so mm-hmm. fucking jealous like you have a lifelong friend you have even though, like, it seemed like I am more well-adjusted than the average person. It's like, no, I'm very envious of people who have mm-hmm. a long family. You get to go to family reunions. Beside my brother and sister and my mom, I do not know my biological family. I right. cannot have a conversation with any of them. Mm-hmm. I feel such a disconnect from them. I feel like, 
I don't even know who these people are. So when I hear like even you having family drama that's like your aunties and cousin and grandma, right. and nothing's perfect. Nothing's yeah. perfect, but it's like even having those experiences, I. F- I feel empty. Yeah. Like I feel like I, I'm just like cut them off. I'm so quick to the cut off button that I even told it to my mom. Like I'll cut you off because I don't. Right. My mom ostracized me from my family so much. I'm like I don't even have a connection to you like that. Mm. And I'm I'm envious that I can't care for people the way you can and actually have those reactions. Sometimes I called you bitter because mm-hmm. of some way you react yourself. But you have way more experiences with people. You have way more life than me. On top of you being older than me. But you have certain other experiences that I never had because I was privileged in different ways mm-hmm. that I'm starting to experience now. I'm starting to realize I'm like, I wish I went for this shit when I was younger. And it fucking hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm jealous of you, nigga. <laughs> but, <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, no. I, yeah, like that's fucking real, man. And it, and it really fucking sucks being exposed to that shit early on. But I think like it made me better it for it. Your character. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like some traumatic it's like god preparing you for like the most traumatic shit ever for character development right yeah. that's what it, that's what it feels like definitely absolutely yeah it's just getting everybody's like backstory through the arc and you're exactly like, yeah. great this is this whole arc is just full of trauma Ex- fu- it's like it's berserk like, cool, now i understand these characters much yeah more. It, precisely but like a counter question to your question mm-hmm. do you th- and like i i know you spend like a lot of your time alone but like uh. And you, you usually don't like fill that time in with something or doing something a little bit more productive besides like gaming and whatnot. Like, do you think like that's one of the main reasons you go to like strip clubs and shit to like seek Ooh. like courtship or like talking with somebody or like not exactly just looking for like intimately intimate yeah. attraction, but just like a conversation with somebody while also like there's entertainment and fun there. It's kind of mm-hmm. like my replacement for because I worked in customers so long. Mm-hmm. It's more. I know it sounds like I'm deflected, so, yeah. but it's part of it. Um, but like, I need to train myself how to speak to women. It's That's like true. training. If I can talk to a woman who's barely wearing anything, and I can have a, a conversation about life, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And we could still kick it and like still be somewhat intimate. Like it trains me to have conversation with a woman fully closed and I'm not trying mm. to bust my load and be like, yo, you trying to fuck me? You trying to suck my dick? Yeah, my dick in your mouth now. Four o'clock in the bedroom. Like I'm I, I can tone down my horniness to it. Yeah. I can have a proper conversation. Right. I can speak to a woman like I can I can speak to my friends, mm. I can speak to you. So it's anti incel training. Yeah, it's training myself <laughs> to how to be proper like, like and respect. But it's also like I do feel empty in my relationships. I don't know how to make a bond like with anyone. I get attached to like people like you guys because it's just like you guys are way more well adjusted than I am. I'm talking to myself at six o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the morning about to myself about what I need to do in my life and try to get myself focused where like you guys have like people you can confide in. If I didn't have you. And even when we talked about like sh- real shit a couple weeks ago, if I don't have people like that, I feel empty. Like most days I wake up, I just don't, I don't have a connection to my brother and sister like they have, mm-hmm. they have with each other. I'm always, I always feel second or if not third place. I'm, I'm jealous of you and Brandon's relationship because I'm always third to, I feel like I'm third to that. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel like I'm not the center and that's a selfish thing to say, but it's like no one's made me the center. Either I'm the reason why my mom and stepdad broke up. I was the reason why my mom and dad broke up. And my mom told me that. Like, I... 
Was that true, or she just projected no, she that? Projected. Like, to, oh god, it Jesus was, fucking Christ! It, like I dealt with uh, that. I dealt with seeing my fucking sisters getting kicked out after college. I dealt with my brother having to lie about his sexuality until he was twenty-eight years old, because you know black families are really homophobic oof, and like. Oh yeah. Both of my siblings are queer, mm-hmm. so it's like that aspect. Like I seen every sad part of a relationship and like it made me feel like why do i even want to try and knowing that my family had fucking secrets what a secret family because you know jamaicans but like <laughs> like seriously you <laughs> know like rule. cheating domestic abuse having like raising kids that aren't, aren't yours like that whole vibe is like fucking depressing and it's like mm-hmm. even like I'm at a stage right now where I'm just like, I don't even want to try with anyone. I just need to maintain the relationships I have, but it's hard to maintain those ones because, like, I'm prepared to air for everyone leaving. I kind of say horrible shit, and a part of the reason why I say horrible shit because, like, I want to know why the reason why you left rather mm-hmm. than someone just abandoning me like they did before. And it's hard to make that connection long term. I feel empty most days, and it sucks. And I fill that void up with, like... <laughs> essentially sex work and i feel like i have more real conversations there because they're also most sex workers are in the gutter they're not well-adjusted people too they are miserable they don't have people and like it makes me feel comfortable knowing that someone's in a shit rather than someone who has a life because i barely have one it's almost like i was right about sex work no No, you're right like i'm feeling in a void Mm -hmm. like there's yeah it's the facts but yeah i feel that there's and there's sort of this thing about like people that not everyone but like there's definitely like a uh, a duality of like desperation on both ends like women that go into sex work and people that purchase it right mm-hmm. there you know women like people that go into sex work there's some desperation there like either attention or they need money mm-hmm. always some type of some some sort of desperation right there and on the guys they need to bust a nut real quick they need like attention from the opposite sex Mm -hmm. or like they need some post-nut clarity real quick or just some fun or whatever like that and i think they definitely like play off one another there and like there's like (sighs) you're selling the fantasy yeah you're selling you're selling intimacy you're selling a girlfriend experience exactly but like you're selling that experience of like hey this is what a proper relationship should be hmm Hey, I can suck your dick and hold you after. I can just cuddle with you for an hour right. and tell you that you're important. But I think that doesn't really does that really get anything done like for like in the long term like for guys? No, it doesn't. No, it just gives me a placeholder to fill yeah. until I feel empty again to go back right back at it. Right. Like do you you don't get any like any like lesson from it. You don't get any like oh, I learned how to finesse. You know what I mean? You don't get any game from it or how to like I, really I would push back on you know, that. I, I would say, I mean, like I said, once you once you get, are able to talk to someone who's different, who comes from a different perspective, mm-hmm. you guys can have a real conversation. Like, not all sex workers just like fuck me and leave or strip with me and leave. We start talk like every stripper I talk to, we start talking about real shit because I invite that energy and I can, can talk back and actually have a right. conversation while rubbing your ass cheek. But like, <laughs> that's how you like approach sex work right yeah but, but like for the, lo- for the for the yeah for everyone else right you know what i'm saying like what what if the guy's just like i want you to stay i don't want you to leave oh no i i disconnect I, you know I what i'm saying like I you leave. pay them to leave you know what i'm saying like yeah. that it's it's you don't it's not your girlfriend you know what i'm saying it's literally it, it's literally just your turn right but but 
will you also say that it's the same thing with therapy? And I know this is a weird jump, but mm. it's like, that you shouldn't fall in love with your therapist. You shouldn't like no. basically think you're of your therapist as your best friend. They are mm. at the end providing you a service. Absolutely. And when you go beyond that, like, oh yeah, you want to hang out? Oh yeah, do you want to like? Weird. Would, do you want to? I would never do that to my therapist. I know, but some people make right. that parasocial relationship. No, right? But like, I think you can definitely form a genuine like business like at like partnership with your therapist, definitely. Because I I've I've caught my therapist like just on the street. We dab each other up all this fucking time. And like, I can you know do the saying? same thing with, a, with some of my cool, friends. Cool, right? But it's like. I'm saying, but when it comes to, like, therapy is totally different from, like, just approaching, just getting sex work. You know I what I mean? Know. I'm sorry to make that no. conversation. Just, that was just a weird number. I know, but it's. I was just like, what the, it's I'm not that fucking get, my It's therapy. something that really, really yeah. distressed me. <laughs> that did wonders on my mental. Sometimes. <laughs> I did that with my therapist. Like, if you want me to be completely honest, like, sometimes, like, when you're having that conversation after you nut, and, like, they're mm. actually able to talk about some of their shit, right. you're like, no, this is fine. Right, as long as you know what what you're getting out of it and what you want out of it, you yes. know what I'm saying. But like, I think for like a lot of guys who don't do the work as we're as you're doing, it's like it doesn't really help them in the long run. Oh no, it right? Because like everything becomes everything between a woman and you is like transactional. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like going to the end. Uh, didn't say full circle, huh? But um, I feel. I hope we touched on a lot of shit. I know we were all yeah. over the place, but it's it's a stream of consciousness when we talk about shit like this. There's it's so broad. We don't have all the answers way. But I feel like having this conversation and like someone having real moments that I kind of saved for this because I feel like it's helpful. Um, and I feel like it was a proper space to do it. There's a lot mm. of things I need to attack with myself. It's more so for me, selfishly. I made this sense like, Jaha, this is your coming out party. But honestly... <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, yeah, he did say that. That was funny as fuck. Like, like, cause like I speak over a lot, and I kind of like hear my side of my own voice, cause it's the first time I actually have a platform to say what I want to say. And like, even then, it's just like, yo. But it's not just about me. We're a team. I Again, I, I respect the you having the integrity, like Hold on, and I'm honesty. To, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> to do that, no, like real shit. Like, no, that's that's again, those conversations are really tough to have. This is why you're gonna be my brother for life, bro. Like seriously, this is why like I love you. This is why I love my friends. Like people like you, and honestly, just you. Like keep me fucking humble. Like you don't let me get too high. You don't let me suck my dick. Like I'm not swallowing my own kids. I'm not tightening out here. Like the Greek god that swallowed his kids because he didn't want to overthrow them. Kronos. Yeah, Kronos and shit. But like seriously, like you're making me like a stronger person. Yeah. Accountability. Surround yourself with good people. What are you doing to better yourself? What are you doing to take care of yourself and your mentals? Mm-hmm. And homies that'll check in on your shit. Yes. Yeah. Good and bad. Echo yes. chambers are bad, dude. <laughs> Agreeing with someone 100% of the time is just, yeah. when real shit happens, you're just like, well, I don't know how to have an opinion. Have your own opinion. Like, there's so many people, that, like, once again, talking to Victor, talking to you guys, it's, like, so good to have people who have their own opinion. It's not just a repost of someone, of someone else's no. point. You mm-hmm. can read other information, and but as long as you come to your own consensus, yes. you're going to be a way better person off it. Have friends that you don't agree with. Have Republican friends. Have Democrat friends. Have Green Party. Have Libertarian friends. Communicate with people or acquaintances. Just have a different perspective rather than your own because if you, no one's checking you. Have weeaboo friends. Oh, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> But have people that don't... 
I was one at one point, so like you kind of already have me. Furry well, friends, like, <laughs> twink friends, twink. Yeah, have friends. I might do some club cool shit in three years, or one year, or three months, or two months. We're we're with you. Or with you. Wait, wait, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> Just being the in the lampshade. Like, <laughs> I bet you get a fuck. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's my lamp, bro. That's like, my lamp. The ding on dong. Then he did that with a porn <laughs> with a black dick, and she was like trying to turn it on and on. I love porn, like yeah, what they do. Anyway, seriously, um, really appreciate this. I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate everyone. we're at like over 120 views now. Um, with digital, with visual, we're over 100, and we're over like 300 impressions and uh, views. I'm very thankful to anyone who followed. Like, it, I'm grateful to everyone. I appreciate you guys. I'm not gonna say I love you because I don't know y'all niggas. For the most of y'all niggas. But I appreciate most of you guys, and um, I hope to get some of your questions. Let's get those views and likes up, please. Yeah. Share with your friends. Yeah. Get this message out there. It'd be very important to us to be doing us a favor, doing us a service. Um, and Pass me the honey bottle real quick. Talking about accountability and artificial attraction and organic attraction. Just be honest with yourself. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. And, like... You know, we might get into some shit a little bit later. You know I might have my vices still, but I'm learning more about myself on what to stop. Anything is possible. Anything. Don't drink unless it ha is honey. And I got organic shit, like organic mango lemonade, so I'm really being healthy right now. I love you to honey, see, not you. I love honey, and I love being self-destructive. Y'all have a great night, day, evening, Kansiera, Bar Mitzvah, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever Circumcision. you Circumcision. Whenever you watch this, not the female one that happened in Africa, that's fucked up. But like, whatever, take care of yourselves, take care of your mentals. I'll catch you later. He's going to call me later. Oh, I, I just, I, 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 I know, I, he's going to fucking call me at 2 a.m. After I go to the strip club tonight. Um, <laughs> with the heck? Bring your own yep. beer in New Jersey, bro. Uh, but yeah, you guys have a good pod. Well, not a good podcast. You guys have a good night. Bye. <laughs>